Bill, my friend? Yes, Ted, my friend. This has been a most excellent adventure. I am John Wayne Caminale Esquire. And I'm Christopher Theotriana. And together we are Vital Social Issues and Stuff. Welcome, everybody. Another episode. Oh, I hope we didn't tip our hat there, but I think we did. That's okay. I'm John Wayne. Uh, Of course, with me, as always, is the uh, inevitably awesome Christopher Triana. Chris, what's up, dude? What is up, my handsome man? How are you today? Good. I just got my hair cut, as I said, right before yeah, this episode. Uh, fresh. You can see it in the fucking video. What? My personal stylist, Paige, shouts out. Friend of the show. She brought me that Alaskan weed uh, before also. She, she cuts my hair on my porch like, uh, you know, like a good old boys. But uh, yeah, she's my personal stylist, and it's awesome. Um, my personal stylist is no one. As you can see, my... COVID cut continues, just shaggy hair. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't, uh, I don't care. I don't care. About those, those shaggy dog movies. The shaggy yeah. DA. District attorney turned into a dog. What, I mean, <laughs> where were we at what? as a country? Where were we at as a country? Was, when yeah, it, was, it, was it really a, a lawyer, the shaggy dog? Was yes, it? the shaggy DA uh, was one of the movies. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I remember the shaggy dog, but I don't remember the as it well. was one of the, one of the sequels. It was the Shaggy Dog, Shaggy uh, Gay. You know, did you not watch these in your uh, elementary school? Uh, no. Were you to school? No. Okay, I was shown them as part of the curriculum. So oh, you yeah, can see where I am uh, budding. Yeah, I mean, you gotta know about yeah, the I mean, DA. Yeah. I'm gonna smoke. A, I'm gonna I'm gonna light a joint right now, dude. I'm smoking a joint first at the top of this episode. So mm. just so you know, unlike all of the other ones. No, the other ones I've been smoking pipes and bongs. It's true. It's true. You were eating bongs. You were eating bongs. You know, speaking of eating bongs, dude. What? Can West I eat side. your bong? Is that what... Don't. <laughs> we gotta. We gotta leave Wes alone. We gotta stop ripping on him, because we know how sensitive he gets. Rip Wes. Rip bongs. <laughs> I love Wes. Me too. No, we both love Wes. We kid because we love. Uh, that's why we, we kid it. each other. That's why we rip on each other so much. Yeah, we're probably going to yell a lot at each other this episode. Probably. Probably. I can feel it. I can feel the rage simmering. I'm only drinking beer, so my rage won't be as intense as uh, when I drink bourbon. I'll be a little more subdued. It's something like you you put it on the small burner in the kitchen, like on the stove, you know? It's just not on the regular. It's still going to get there. Just a little bit slower. Yeah, it'll happen. It's just a little bit slower. A little bit slower. I'm drinking PBR, American Classic. Exactly, dude. Mm-hmm. That's the beer of champions and the beer that you get free at uh, most gigs that you play. Uh, PBR, I, for P- the best of times. For the blurst of times. I want to give a quick shout out, if I can, to my Patreon people because I am speaking on a new microphone that I just got uh, because of my Patreon people. I was able to get this so uh, I could you know, continue on my podcast journeys. So shouts out. Thank you guys uh, for that. John Wynn. Patreon.com slash John Wayne's Dead. Cool. Thanks, everybody. And I also want to thank everybody who donated to Little Lulu. 
Little Lulu, as, as you, if you've listened to the previous episodes, you know that we're raising some money for a little doggy who really needs help. Uh, so if you go to chrisandjohnwayne.com, you'll see all the information right there on the page. You won't have to look for it. Uh, we're up to $480 as of the time of recording this. So thank you to everyone who donated. But Lulu still needs help. This is going to be like a $3,000 operation. So if you can give, please give. Please give. And uh, thank you. Love is the answer. Love is the answer. and white. <laughs> to all the dogs I loved, loved before. before. All right, uh, speaking we're, of, dude, we're, yesterday. We're this episode, dude. No, we're not. We're fine. Yesterday <laughs> was my the three-year anniversary of my best dog, Lebowski's death. Shouts oh, okay. out. Rest in power, Lebowski. Rest, rest best dog peace. ever. Um, uh, I, I have his fucking uh, portrait in the living room, and I gave it a salute. And uh, he was the best dog ever. So, shouts out to shouts Lebowski. Out to Lebowski, what a good so, boy! Uh, Who's a good boy? He was a good boy. He's the best boy. Yeah. Well, um, we could go on morning animals. That'd be a a, a real, real fun show. Well, I'm um, gonna insert like a 30 minute silent like vow of silence. Yes, yes. <laughs> moment of silence. Yeah, yeah. 30 minutes, and it will remain in the show. It will. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And then yes. and then we'll cry yeah. together and pray and read scripture. I'll see you at the poll, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Um, so, yeah, like uh, just to catch up a little with you, uh, I've got uh, some craziness coming and I'll let the, you know, the listeners know this as well. I, I did speak about it a little bit on the show, but I'm having rotator cuff surgery uh, mm-hmm. and I'm having it next uh week in our time but when you all hear this um i will have had it uh yeah. so wow. that's uh that's a uh a, a ner- it make, makes me a little nervous but i'm excited to get it on with my shoulder's been killing me for a while uh, i'm not going to get into more detail than that because to me nothing's more boring than listening to someone go on and on about their medical shit but i i'm just saying uh this so th- for, this is the last episode where i where I won't be, or no, wait, it'll be the week, the one after next when it airs, um, where I'll start to be high on painkillers. So that'll make the show interesting. Mark your calendars, kids. Yeah. Um, and also, if the off chance you die on the table, hey, this is your last episode, dude. So thank I love no, you. No, no, no. The next one will be my last. Oh, the next. Okay, okay. Then right. fuck you, man. All right. That's the I'll one wait. where I'm reading my entire will on the, on the show. Oh, God, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving you, John Wayne Caminali. My Joe Nuxall baseball card. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I can't wait. But that's next week. This mm-hmm. week we're not doing that. No, no. Uh, this week, uh, we thought we'd talk about a couple of buddies. Because we're a couple of buddies. We're a couple of um, buds. A couple of good buds. A couple of best buddies. And uh, we we get on wacky adventures, or at least we used to back when we were allowed to leave the house. Uh, and we hope to get into wacky adventures again in the Polk Highmobile. Uh, fucking get that Pokemon! <laughs> I can't wait. But really, I mean, I taste. I can taste it. What it'll taste like when we get in. Tastes like freedom. Air. It's. <laughs> you're telling me, buddy. Tastes tastes like Hooters and freedom. Hooters and freedom. It's, it's yeah, gonna be like coconut, coconut, glitter, yeah. and books. That's and what it'll smell like. It's, it's old like books, a, you know, like it'll old, like a library. Milton, books, that, that flooded. And it's that kind of book smell, but yeah, man. it has it has that uh, 
that that delicious like almost like clove cigarettes that kind of smell you know it's an acquired taste yes it is uh i never liked cloves did you ever smoke cloves fuck no what am i jesus yeah what are you some little goth weenie yeah, no. do, <laughs> no, do those still exist? Still got many friends. What Gothweenies? Or <laughs> no, or... I know they exist. They just changed their name to emo, but they still exist. No, I'm talking about uh, clove cigarettes. Are they still around? I mean, I'm sure. I just I... I can't remember the last time I saw or smelled one. Well, I'm trying to think. The last time I went to my clove uh, local clove store, clove store, cloves uh, are us. Cloves a poppin. You know, I, I don't. I would say it wasn't too long ago. Nah, dude, of course there's clove cigarettes, dude. Well, I don't know. So things go out of style, you know, so I, I don't know. If, or, Did you, you ever know, those beaties that you get from, like, the record shop? It was, like, an Indian cigarette. It was, like, in a leaf. It was weird, dude. My no, friend... I do remember, like, the Native Spirit one or whatever. Oh, that's... American Spirit. That's American right. Spirit. Yeah, that's, a, like, uh, Katie's. That's just a regular cigarette. These were, like, uh, you had to buy them at the head shop, and they were, they're called beaties, and they were Indian, but and they were in a legitimate, like, fucking leaf dude that they were wrapped in it was fucking weird man what a time yeah, yeah. but uh no i mean cloves are still out there dude mm. yeah there's cloves. okay i was just curious uh i haven't smelled one since i lived in florida but that place is really trashy so it only makes sense you have some kind of manchurian candidate effect if you smell a clove like you get super horny or something is that what you're trying to say or no to- no I get, I get super murderous i i i snap and i kill the first person i see with uh dyed black hair <clears throat> yep so what happens time. <laughs> find me out there <laughs> <laughs> all right so back to buddies but but also but uh yeah buddies buddy um <laughs> Before we get into the our topics, we got to do our book of the week. And the book, book of the, of the week, week. Uh, is this particular one is not a brand new one. It's been around for a while, but it's new to me. And it's written by my buddy, Arian Dries. Uh, Don't do the song, dude? Yes. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, we got to do yeah. the thing. Uh, but okay. I just wanted to say it's, he's he's my buddy. He is. Hey, he's also. Hey, and that fits in with to our podcast. topics. Just so fun. I. So, without uh, for, further ado, let's get to book of the week. Book. Book. Good day, book mate. And I say it like that because he's in Australia. Yes. Aaron Dry shouts out, dude. What's up? Shouts you... out. Uh. So, yeah, I, I recently got a copy of his book, uh, House of Size. It's a popular book of his, uh, and it's and it's been out for like 10 years. So, you know, he might be rolling his eyes being like, why are you promoting this thing? You know, but I'm promoting it because it it's fucking awesome, dude. Uh, you know, I just finished it and God damn, like it's so well done. Uh, it really uh, like for if you're a fan of Jack Ketchum and that style of horror, which is like fast paced and brutal but has like a real touch of reality and the characters are very rich and well, de- well developed. I highly mm. recommend you get it. Uh, it's basically, it's about um, this, uh, this young woman who is a bus driver and she lives in an abusive household and always has. Uh, and one day she just kind of like falls apart mentally and she's driving the bus full of people and they all get like sucked into this hellish violent nightmare. Uh, and I don't want to give away any more than that, but what I really like about it is that he, he in between 
writing like these scenes of intense, brutal, extreme horror. He has these like philosophical moments of these people coming to terms with life and death and love and and all the things that really matter to them most in these in these harrowing moments where they may very well die. Uh, mm. And he does, and so it's not just good character development; it's philosophical in many ways and very poetic. Uh, and he manages to do it without being heavy-handed and without any of these philosophies sounding like sudden lectures within the book. You know, yeah. or, like it doesn't it doesn't feel uh, overdone or forced. Uh, so anyway, it's called House of Size, and there's also a sequel to it called The Sound of His Bones Breaking. Uh, I highly recommend House of Size. Available now in it was published and republished many times, so you know, I'm sure you can find it out there. Uh, very good stuff by Aaron Dries. Yeah, man. Shouts out to you, dude. Where the the toilets are flushing backwards, and there's an emergency from the water commissioner. In spring. The book is nine hundred dollar dues. Dollar dues to buy us. Bert Stanton speaking. Can I help you? Uh, all Can apologies. I help you, ma'am? Uh, all apologies, Aaron. All apologies. Aaron's a great guy. I've met him at Scares yeah. of Care, and he's uh, he's awesome, and he's an excellent writer. So, shouts out to him. Book of the week. Yeah, pick up that book or or any of his books, really. Yeah. yeah, and pick up a book and lift it because you're looking a little scrawny. Not you, Chris, in particular. Everyone that's listening. No, oh, yeah, I'm buff as fuck. Yeah, dude, you're B. Yeah, B A F. <laughs> buff as fuck. That's what I've no, said I, about. I used to be. Now I'm just bulky. Um, but. Anywho, yeah, we're we're here to talk about buddies, and and why are we talking about? But what's about to happen tomorrow? That's There's sparking a, us all. You know, I'm glad you asked that, John Wayne. I'm glad um, I asked it too, <laughs> because it's it's quite uh, it's quite important. Um, at the time of that this comes out, it'll, it'll be the next day. Then, so if you're listening, tomorrow is the release. Of a long, long, long-awaited sequel uh, from a series much beloved, uh, not only by John Wayne and myself, but by anyone who has good taste in movies. Anyone who loves comedy or sci-fi or heavy metal or all three, as we do. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm talking, of course, about Bill and Ted Face the Music. I so cannot with, wait. I cannot wait. So because It's like Christmas uh, morning, dude. It is. It is. It's like you're just counting down, biting your nails. And like I said, by the time this comes out, I'm going to be jacked full of painkillers. So it's going to be a truly excellent adventure for me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to drive up there, aren't I? Put on that <laughs> shirt out like... fucking wait on you. That's that. That's what's going to happen. Dude, you're you really, you really right should. Now. I could use a hand, man. Like, literally, I'm going to have one hand available. I'm, like It's going to suck. I'm going to be stuck in this sling. Anyway. We'll talk but offline. I will be... Huh? We'll talk offline about that. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, I, I, but the point is, is that I, I will have plenty of pain meds, and I won't be able to do much but watch movies. So I'm really excited to see this, and I plan to revisit the first two right before this one comes out. Do you think you'll remember it if you're on all these pain meds? Oh, I don't know, but uh, it'll. Uh, I'll. I mean, we're gonna watch it like eight, 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 eight or nine times. Yeah. Uh, buy it immediately. I mean, unless it's absolutely horrible, which I can't imagine. Ah, it come would on, be that why bad. would you even? How could it? Right. How could right. But but just, I mean, unless it was, I mean, I'm gonna watch it a million times, you know. But it's not gonna be. No, of course it not. It won't be. 
no, I, I can't see how. Like, it's mm-hmm. uh, they're they're too excellent, dude. It, it wouldn't be a bogus movie, you know. Fuck no. So, uh, without further ado, we're gonna get into our first topic, which is one, two, three, four. Bill and Ted. Of course, we're talking about Bill and Ted. Now, before I wanted to bring up, before we move any further, last week we talked about action movies, action stars, one man army movies. And I feel like I had this thing like hit me earlier this week where I was like, oh, my God, dude, we didn't talk about John Wick at all. Where I I like John Wick a lot. I don't know if you're going to fight me on that. Probably. I think the series is very cool. I think it kind of is a one-man army because he's really just oh, doing is. his own thing and he kills a bunch of fucking people in very cool ways. It's totally, um, a, it's totally a one-man army movie, but we were kind of more talking about like the 80s. Like, we, we were, era, but we were, you know, like we were talking about that. But if like, that, but if, if that is any like uh, kind of a nod back to that, I, I think John Wick is the next generation of, of that. I would yes. have to say. Yes. Like, for and, sure. And I, I, I watched the first one. I couldn't really get into it, to be honest. But it's definitely a one-man army movie. And it is nice to see an action movie that is like a guy with guns and kicking ass rather than, you know. Uh, Give it a second chance, dude. Rather than like Spider-Man, it's actually a guy shoot, shoot him up movie, you know, so. He kills Spider-Man in part two. Oh, sweet. Kills him twice. Is it the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? He kills Tobey that... Maguire and he kills that Andrew Garfield guy. Is that the but kid's name, Andrew Garfield? The one that was like the spectacular Spider-Man? The that present like... one? The new no, one? No, 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 no. He was like, uh, you know, those two weird ones where they were like, uh, it was the amazing Spider-Man. And then they I did... lost track. I they don't did know. two movies. It was like the spectacular Spider-Man part one and two or something. Or... And it was a whole different thing. Whatever. Dude, fuck Spider-Man. I don't care about Spider-Man. Spectro. It was, all... it was not good. I'll tell you that. So he kills both of them, though. So it's fine. You, yeah. I, spoiler, spoiler alert. Like, Sorry. Really, really kills them. Like the, those actors are dead now. Like when's the last time you saw Tobey Maguire? Rest, Jesus, rest in power. John Wick killed him. Garfield, rest in power. We lost them this week. Mm. So, but we didn't lose Bill and Ted. You know, we gained. No, I, in what we lost there, we gained in Bill and Ted. Did we not? Uh, and then some with Bill and Ted. Like Bill and Ted is like. Truly fantastic, uh, truly excellent, uh, most triumphant. Truly outrageous, even. Jen. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. Mm-hmm. Uh, always goes back to Jem with us. Always, you know. I love Jem. I'm I a Jem supporter. I love the Misfits. I'm wearing yeah. a dancing shirt right now. <laughs> okay, see, I see what you did there. See, I knew, see, I knew you were going to bring up Jem. I should have worn my Misfits shirt. Anyway. Um, what are we talking about? Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. <laughs> movie, but we're talking about the majesty of the buddy comedy. Buddy, not buddy comedy, because we could do that. But this is There's the specific of kind of buddy picture in Bill yes. and Ted. Yes, uh, it is. Uh, it 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 was uh, it was the first movie that it was like like celebrating the the young metalhead buddies. You know, uh, there's certainly other movies about. Metalheads, including one with Keanu Reeves, one of my favorites, uh, River's Edge. That movie's so fucking good. Dude, that uh, movie is insane. It's Nick so Reed, good. He had me watch that, and I was like, oh my god, this movie's awesome. Uh, also, so if you want to watch it, just give me a message, and I'll give shut you up, a Shut up, shut up, uh, shut up, shut up, shut up. account, password, oh just go ahead, email me, and I got that covered. But it's on there, and it is a crazy-ass movie, you're right. Dude, that, that, 
joke of yours is as old as, as it's time. not going away because every time it's I just, edit it, I, 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 I see how mad you get. And I'm like, I got to keep doing that joke. People love it. People right. want Nick P's email. He want, they want access to his voodoo account, dude. I think I'm going to need whiskey after all. Well, pour <laughs> one up, man. <laughs> that joke is so old. It could vote anyway. Um, anyway. So, but Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted. Um, now you see, I lost. I lost what I was going to say. It was sell, uh, River's Edge. Yeah, I was going to say a little bit about River's Edge. Uh, uh, that movie is more like my teen years than any other movie I've ever seen, and that's really sad, but really true. Uh, so that movie rules. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Um, Bill and Ted. Uh, this movie. Is is very different in, in a lot of ways. You know, you've got the two metalheads, which is really cool. Uh, but it also is not on top of being like a goofy comedy. It's also uh, a, a time travel movie. Movie. Yeah. Now this is a couple of years after Back to the Future, which is mm-hmm. clearly the greatest time travel movie of all time. Uh, and uh, it, but I would say Bill and Ted's a pretty close second in my personal opinion. I love that movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with it. Now, the, the, now, when they made this film, it actually began as an improv skit uh, that the guys who ended up writing the, uh, the screenplay and everything uh, came up with. They came up with it as part of an improv group. Really? Uh, I didn't know that. Really? No, it's true. Um, and improv, you say? Improv. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, whose line is it anyway? You know, it no, almost, I know what improv is. Bill and Ted were originally going to be played by Ryan Stiles and Colin Mockery. Uh, so, but it didn't pan out, you know, because people didn't buy uh, Colin Mockery as, as a bald 40-year-old man playing a teenage headbanger. Um, is this one of your jokes? This is one of my John Wayne-style jokes real. where it's totally yeah. total bullshit and goes nowhere. That's right. Very it's funny. My See, I, I, enjoyed that. I enjoyed that, dude. See, yeah, I know you up. did. I know up. you did. Uh, so, uh, they they came up with that, uh, wrote the script and made this movie. They they uh, auditioned a lot of people for the roles, uh, and uh, Keanu and Alex Winter, uh, who plays Bill, they had a real chemistry, became kind of like instant friends. They're still friends now, uh, and so like they just kind of gelled and they they put them both in it. They're both had their acting chops in a way. They'd both done films previously. Uh, you know, Keanu, as we mentioned, was in River's Edge and some other stuff. Um, and uh, Alex Winter had been in Death Wish 3 and The Lost Death Boys. Wish, Death Wish 3, yes. And, and The Lost Boys, which we've mm-hmm. mentioned, I think, on every single episode. Um, <laughs> we are contractually obligated to mention it on every episode. Right, so. and, and it, we're also obligated <laughs> to say, if you don't hear us mention it, Call the Corey hotline. Save your receipt. <laughs> Call the Corey hotline. Give the give the give the woman on on the line that that code at the bottom of your receipt, yep. and you will receive yeah a coupon. Her name is Gladys. She's a chain smoker. She talks through a, a, a tracheotomy like voice box, so she's hard to understand. Sounds like you're in a drive-through, but uh, she she'll do you right. Not much of a looker, but a hell of a cook. A hell of a good callback, <laughs> sweet gal. Yeah, sweet gal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, they uh, these two get the role, uh, and they're making this movie. But it was almost a very different movie in a lot of ways. Um, I remember all, that. First of all, the movie almost never got released because they were just about wrapped up with it and everything. Uh, but then the production company went bankrupt, and so it just kind of like was floating 
in the in in space, like with no home and no one to distribute it. But it ended up working out. But there are other things that uh, could have changed it too. Uh, one of the big things was casting. Uh, they were near completed, but they still hadn't casted uh, Rufus. And there were a lot did, of people. I'm sorry. Did we say what year this was before we get too far ahead? Just so people, yeah, okay, eighty-eight. Yeah, I guess they were making it in seventy, in eighty-seven. In seventy-seven, they were making in it in nineteen seventy-seven. You're and it board. shelved for eleven years, and yes. then finally they had to cryogenically freeze and, Keanu and Alex, so they didn't. No, age. that that is actually how good those guys look. Yeah. They, they well, could be shelved for that long, and you know. Luckily, they had a time machine, so they could, you know, they could skip forward and and like. And there we are, right back. Yep. They fixed it. So that was the original thing. We have privy knowledge. You know, we're privy to that knowledge. It, yes. fixed, it righted itself yes. in time. But uh, but the movie, so these guys, yeah, the casting was almost different, correct? Yes. Uh, like I said, uh, they were almost done filming. And Rufus, uh, the character uh, who, intro- who ends up introducing the time travel, uh, was not cast yet. They hadn't filmed the Rufus scenes. So there were a lot of people they were talking to about this role and uh some of them were music related like uh that is so weird that they filmed the whole movie without any of the rufus scenes scenes. yeah because rufus as central as he is like he's only in a a handful of scenes yeah Uh, no yeah that's true you know and uh and like one of his big scenes is the opening where there's no one else in it so they could have filmed that at any time yeah so yeah um they were talking to us several different people about the potential for filling the role and one of them that was close was uh, Eddie Van Halen uh, because they thought it'd be cool to have like a heavy metal icon in there you know so glad they didn't go with him no no and one of the reasons they did is because Eddie apparently can't act for shit I that's what uh, I, was I I like I mean I love Eddie Van Halen I'm not saying like fuck him I just would not have wanted to see him in that role no no uh, they also were trying to do uh, Sean Connery uh, but he just came off as too serious. He couldn't really do comedy. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see that either. No. So, did, is this one of the roles that David Bowie tried out for too? No. So there's no need to do your impression. He uh, he didn't try out for it. That they that they, not that I saw. Uh, you can look that. You can research that later. Um, yes, it's free man. So anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, they ended up getting. Um, the greatest comedian of all time, George Carlin, uh, to play Rufus, and they never looked back. Uh, and you know, the, the movie is, is all the better for having him in the movie. So, uh, and then so the the one big change in it is, uh, you know, basically in this movie, these these two headbangers, all they want to do is play rock and roll, uh, but they have to. They still have to go to school. Otherwise, uh, one of them, Ted, is going to be sent off to a military school. Military school. school. Uh, Yeah, his dad's a jerk. Uh, Bill's dad is married to, like, a chick two years older than him, which is fucking awesome. Like, I remember seeing that in the theater. I was like, whoa, fuck that. That's so fucking crazy. Even then, I was like, this guy's doing it right. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. And then, so, they, uh, they have to pass their history report uh, because they find out from Rufus that uh, that the, like the, the fate of world peace depends on them. Uh, and so if they don't, they're in trouble. So he comes there with the time machine on behalf of the good of the world. And they travel back in time to meet uh, all these famous people, learn about history, and then bring them for their big uh, history class. But the original script, the original ending, and they even shot it. Uh, was they didn't have like that big stage and that big production like in the end they were just yeah. like in a classroom doing their book report 
and in like in front of like 12 kids and like it just did not work it was just like no. it was so flat and so they had to give them the big heavy metal finale like with the stage and the lights and the rock music and everything. as they should do as they should and, and thank god they did you know so the movie could have been very different uh the sequel also could have been very different but we'll get to that after we're done talking about uh excellent adventure um so yeah, I saw this movie. I was 11 years old when this movie came out. I saw it in the theater. I remember very clearly, and I I just absolutely loved it. I thought it was so funny and so so cool and and fun. And the 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 different uh, characters they pull from history are such a nice eclectic group, uh, from Attila the Hun to Beethoven to Joan of Arc to Napoleon, uh, and and more. Um, yeah, I mean, and you're talking. You already mentioned it. Like Back to the Future had had come out and. Mm-hmm. time travel it captured every i mean you were 11 i was nine you know so it's like that was the time when you th- believed you could maybe do time travel in the woods with your friends you know so like these kind of movies like on the back of back to the future to see this movie it was like oh fuck yeah they're traveling yeah, yeah. time man uh yeah. it was very very cool that captured my imagination it also brought into the mainstream um characters that were into music that was uh, considered, you know, like extreme for the time and everything. Uh, you know, like adults didn't really care for Iron Maiden and, and Ozzy and the other bands that, like, you know, these guys listened to. Uh, so it kind of brought them, brought that a little bit into the mainstream and made it a little safer for 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 people. You know, like be like, okay, if Bill and Ted listen to Iron Maiden, how bad could it be? You know, like these guys are clearly harmless. You know, so these you know, fucking like, nerds. Yeah, like, it just you know, like. I don't know. It made it a little, a little more heavy metal, a little accessible, more accessible, a little more forgivable in in the eyes of the boomers, you know. So uh, I guess I don't even know. I guess I I didn't even was looking at it like that. I was always looking at it like I want like I so envied like spoiler alert at the end when they just they're like gonna play the song and they're like we don't know how to play. We'll be right back. And they travel just like they come right back and they've like been gone for years and learned how to be like badass guitar players. And I was learning how to play guitar then. And I was like, oh, man, I wish I could fucking do that and just show up on the stage and be like, so awesome, dude. I would have dreams where like uh, there was a Quantum Leap episode about this. Speaking of time travel, where uh, he leapt into a guy. Uh, that was on stage with a guitar and he had no idea what the fuck he was doing. I had dreams. I used to have dreams about that where I would just yeah. be holding a guitar in front of like and have no idea what band I was in or anything. It was terrifying. Well, and yeah. then I would say, oh, boy, Ziggy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. No, but uh, yeah, that time travel thing really was no joke. That that was a big in its favor for sure. Yeah. The movie. Yeah. But it was all it, they, they couldn't have done it without time travel. No, I mean that was the, that was the whole thing. Like if it was just these two goofy uh, metalheads, it would get kind of old, you know. Uh, but uh, it uh, having it have like these and the sequel, they both have these like fantastic supernatural type of things that happen, uh, yeah. which brings it to another level. <clears throat> oh man, I got, I'm gonna have a Paps burp here in a minute, but. Uh... You better have some whiskey burps in a second, dude, because, you know, yeah. we need it. We need it to happen. You, you know, need the, we need, you need that me to whiskey. have the whiskey. I need that whiskey. I need yeah. it so bad. Remember last week when I was like, oh, I'm just going to drink some coffee, I think. And then, uh, like, yeah. you know, by the I, t- I was like, I'm sorry, I have to be my planet needs me. And I, my planet needs me. <laughs> I had some beers. 
Uh, I'm not uh, enabling you, by the way, but I am enabling you. Um, yeah, so, all right. I'll get some. Uh, but Bill and Ted, not only was it a travel through time, capture your imagination. These guys were saving the world with yeah. rock and roll. Yeah. And I like I still today have a huge appreciation for rock and roll and the way a rock and roll lifestyle should be and rock and roll like being like I, you told me it was dead. You fuck. You know, because, oh, go listen to Soundgarden, you stupid idiots. Uh, meanwhile, your friend, your buddy that's out there listening to Soundgarden, posting, I forget his name, shouts out. It was his birthday today or something. Phil, Phil shouts out, dude. Uh, you're cool. Uh, you're cool. cool. Fuck you. <laughs> you're cool. Uh, yeah, and uh, they, it was about rock and roll. They, they were going to play fucking a rock and roll song to save the world, dude, right. to create world peace. But then the song... Uh, well, no, it's in the sequel. God gave rock and roll. Yeah. To so you're talking about you're actually talking about the sequel. I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, but um, just come out and they but their song, their music is what's supposed to create harmony in the world. That's the yeah, song. It is. It's supposed to like will, create world peace. Movie. Yeah, yeah, through music. Yeah, but yeah, that's in the sequel, um, which we haven't really gotten to yet. Um, so slow, slow your roll, dude. It is alluded to. They are saving the world. They have. Oh, I know. I know. But Thick. when they come back and they've learned and they got the beards and everything yeah. and, they, and they play you the Kiss song, uh, which, what, what a ridiculous song to create world peace. God gave rock and roll to you. That's like not even a good Kiss song. How, how many songs do you think they went through before they decided on that? I, I think they should have picked Lick It Up instead. <laughs> Lick It Up! <laughs> Save the world song? If anything could, could, could create world peace, it's a song about blowjobs. <laughs> again, that's, and, and now that we've mentioned that again as consecutively, we... Uh, I'll we, mention blowjobs every episode. If you're going to talk about Nick P and his and his account, I'm going to talk about blowjobs every single time. About kiss, and I don't care how much you talk about blowjobs or kiss, dude. No, it doesn't okay. bother me at all. Good. You know, but rock, God gave rock and roll to us. Do you think that they did? God gave blowjobs to us too. <laughs> like they played well, not literally, not him, but for that, like what? Was there any other songs in contention at the end there? Do you think that because obviously they could play whatever the fuck they want? That's just a really want. shitty song though, and and, and I like Kiss, but that yeah. song is super shitty. Like it's just it's always been funny to me. Like even the Bill and Ted soundtracks, they have like a lot of good songs on them. You know, I really like those soundtracks, but that song is so shitty. Like it's just it's funny to me that that's the song that they. I know. Have. What if they did built this city on rock? Yeah. <laughs> Jefferson Starship. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You know, don't stop believing would have been a good one, actually. You know, Journey, like that could have been good, you know, for saving the world, dude. That song has like hope to it. Like, we need rock. It has to say, they have to say rock and roll. It in does have to, have, yeah, I guess it does have. So maybe, um, the fact that rock and roll is what is saving them. Well, Rock Hard Ride Free by Judas Priest. There <laughs> but, we go. Bring that motorcycle and leather, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> Whip it out all day, all night. Whip it out. Whip it out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right we're way off the topic but i love we it. are we are um so bill and ted's excellent adventure does well uh it, you know like they didn't expect it to do as well as it did but it was actually very popular uh and it created a uh even before the sequel there was a saturday morning cartoon of it uh where it was actually voiced by john reeves alex winter and george carlin yeah. uh, and i think it, it didn't run for very long it was only like one or two seasons but um they had that and they had um they had action figures and, and cereal because of that. But then, in 1991, came the totally triumphant sequel, 
uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus, Bogus Journey. Journey. Yeah. Now, some people, a lot of people, are like excellent adventure purists who don't like Bogus Journey. And those people, John Wayne, are wrong. Because uh, yeah. Bogus uh, Journey fucking rules. You agree, don't does. you? Absolutely, dude. They go yeah. to hell and pick all those fucking... Uh, yeah. Weird, like, tunnels to their own personal hells. Give me a fucking yeah. break. There's so many layers. They it go fucking, to hell. They go to it's, heaven. It's an homage to that one movie where God's playing fucking chess with death. And, like, there's all the this sep- weird... Well, no, no, it's not God. It's it's a knight and, and the Grim Reaper, and it's called the yeah. Seventh Seal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Dutch or something. It's not English. I know yeah, that. You, just, you do it. not know what you're talking about. I've seen uh, the movie. <laughs> you're like, that movie where God plays chess, man, and, like, it's Dutch. And, like, it's just... Like, Look, you, you, some dude so... plays <laughs> plays with death, and they do it here. But in they the do. movie, they keep beating death, and Des is yeah, like, "Yeah, and it's different." Two games. out of three battleship. <laughs> yeah, it's battleship operation, Twister, which is even the best. Yeah, Dude, it's really know. funny. And um, William Sadler was so loved on set as death that, like, he wasn't supposed to be in so much of the movie. You supposed to just be in that scene where they die. Uh, and like he just became more and more of, of the movie as they went on because like they all loved him as death. Oh, it was so cool. funny. Yeah, cool. yeah. Originally the film was going to be called Bill and Ted Go to Hell, and it was gonna like they have them, huh? They sell that in that market. Go to hell. Well, Who are they? Uh, Beavis and Butthead. You you can you know what you can go to hell. How about that? Because uh, I'm talking. This movie was originally going to be called Bill and Ted Go to Hell. Uh, and it was basically the same story, except they really had to, it had more to do with hell. Like instead of like the robot thems being like a big nemesis, like in the end, like those creatures and their biggest fears like that are in hell, like, you know, the Easter bunny and Bill's grandma, like they come out into the real world. Uh, they escape hell and, and Bill and Ted had to like fight them. That was like the original storyline. Uh, but obviously they changed it. Uh, and, and had you know other stuff happen and had uh you know an alien named station station shouts out to maxine shouts out station shouts out station my friend maxine in manchester england england we're stationed funny, together funny story about station uh do you know how station got his name like because a lot of people are like why is he called station including me and i then i ended up looking it up i don't know but tell me it's pretty fun as as writers you know like as a writer you'll appreciate this is it um, a demonic the- device no, what happened was, like I was saying, it was written by these two the two guys, and uh, they were like going back and forth working on it, and at some point, like the, they were writing a scene, and it was like internal, uh, you know, int dot police station, and then like there was some kind of typo uh, where it's like the alien named station, you know, and they were smoking bongs and laughing. And they, were just, and they started just saying, like, Station, I am an alien named Station. And that's why it ended up in the movie. And that's why his name is said like that over and over, because they just kept saying it over and over and laughing because they were high. And that's why it's in there. Yeah, and Station was a badass alien that split into two, was two beings, but one, like one being that split into two. And they were like, they would combine together. No, they were two that combined into combined one, together. not one, one yeah. that split into two. They combined together and became the station. The station, and, right. And like built uh, all sorts of rad shit. But I mean, chicken or egg, dude. Yes. I mean, who knows? Get it right! Maybe they were one once, and then they got split in two. Like that song, uh, The Origin of Love on Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Mm. Or that song, God Gave Rock and Roll to You. 
which is I mean, I'm saying I wonder how many songs they went through. Like if they sat in a fucking room and like with the Or if they got or if they wanted another one and they could and they couldn't get it. Couldn't get it. Yeah, I want that's the story I want to know. You know, like like like, uh stroking. Stroke it to the east. (laughs) Stroke it to the west. You know, like it could have been that. Could have been me so horny. And how did they, how did, like, how were those negotiations with Gene Simmons during that? You know, because he's <laughs> such a ball buster, I'm sure. He, yeah, well, I uh, yeah. mean, need to lick it up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a back, he's got a piece of the back end of Bill and Ted through yeah. like perpetuity or something like throughout the universe. Piece of shit. God damn it. <laughs> we're not going to get sponsored by Kiss. For, from, I, uh, I, I was going to, I was almost going to say it, but you beat me to it. Um, yeah. So, uh, Oh, not by Kiss. So Bogus Journey comes out, and I mentioned soundtracks briefly. Bogus Journey had a bitch in soundtrack, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it like amped it up as far as star power went. The first soundtrack has some really cool songs that I like a lot. You know, Dangerous, and uh, um, you know, mm-hmm. and even like the title track, I Can't Break Away. Like they're they're all there's some really good tunes. But the sequel, because they had increased in their popularity and they had a bigger budget, uh, they managed to get like Megadeth and and you know like faith no more and, and shit like that like one of the guys from faith no more is even in the movie uh the so. uh, guitar player i believe right 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 i don't know his name but um, the first guitar player because he's not in the he's not he did not finish with the band well he's uh in the movie and mm-hmm. uh and um so yeah it has a it has a really bitching soundtrack it's really good um and it did it did pretty well too the movie but uh, again there are those people who just didn't like it as much as excellent adventure uh but i put those people into the same category as the people who don't like predator too you know these people that just they're so stuck on the first one they can't accept that the second one's a little different yeah we talked about that but uh no i'm looking at the soundtrack now king's x is on there they're from texas um primus yeah primus Primus is on there and they're in the movie too the Faith No More song "Perfect Crime," which is uh, on the uh, fucking one of their last albums, I believe, um, or one of their later albums. They're back together now. Uh, yeah, this is a great on, album. I think that was on Angel Dust. I think. No, I think. it's not. It's not on Angel Dust. Well, that was like the same. It's on. Same uh, time. Uh, uh, maybe maybe it is. I I, I really don't care. Uh, what album it's on, but uh, the soundtrack did have some great stuff, particularly Megadeth's Go to Hell. That's the one that really yeah, that's, me. yeah that's on there, yeah. Yeah, because I, I really dug that song. That was like my main reason for grabbing the soundtrack uh, because I that scene where they go to hell and that song's playing, I was like, fuck yeah! Uh, so yeah, those those movies are, are a real blast. Um, I love them. I've watched them both many times, and as I said, I plan to watch the two of them uh, building up to watching uh, the third one. Third one it has uh, been long awaited, and they've talked about this for years about doing it. And um, it, you know, it's finally been made. It's finally coming out, and because of COVID, it's coming out not just in theaters but also direct. So you can actually just you know rent it and watch it at home, which is great for me because even without COVID and even out without being laid up with a in a sling, I would much rather watch a movie at home. I hate going to the movies. Um, so this is really exciting, really exciting times. I am very excited that it is coming out direct, uh, directly to our ho- uh, our homes, and that it's not being held back for some reason because yeah, uh, they know what we want, and we want Bill and Ted for sure. Totally. Uh, but like they were, um, I mean, like in the in comparison to like buddy buddy movies, 
they were to- completely different. They 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 stood apart. Oh you yeah. Know, uh, at, at the time, especially, they were the stoner, but they never showed him smoking pot. But it was like no, no. I think they were, were more PG thirteen or PG. Were I they think they were like PG thirteen. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I, they they were they. I wouldn't say they were stoners. They were they were because they, they didn't. You don't see them get stoned. You don't see them drink beer. But well, like, they're just, just California. Dope. Just kind of just like dopey, yeah, just yeah. like dopey metalhead types, you know. Um, and I don't mean to offend any metalheads. I myself am metalhead, and I have metalhead, and have been one for a very long time. Um, so, uh, no, no offense intended. But they You're were dopey. Taken, my dear boy. <laughs> yes, but they were dopey. Um, yeah, absolutely. It fell yeah. ass backwards into everything that happened to them. Really, uh, there was also a scene. I meant to bring this up. There's also a scene in the first one that was cut. Um, uh, where they like went to prom with their princesses in the yeah. end, uh, and that scene was cut. Uh, but there's still like promo uh, photos out there where they're like in tuxes, but they're wearing shorts, like with their tuxes. And there's like so there's still like images of that, but apparently it just didn't play well, and so they took it out of the movie. Uh, and there's a whole like scene in Bogus Journey where they were supposed to be like at this bus stop. And that's where everything begins, and that changed. And so, like, there's this like old poster of them, like, at the bus stop, and like that never appears in the movie. Like an old teaser poster. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What are these on, like, uh, like special editions or like these things? You know, Um, I don't know. I'm just. I mean, some of the stuff you can you can find on on uh, like pictures of, but uh, no, I I haven't seen deleted. You can't find it on YouTube or anything. No, I don't think I don't think it survived the cutting room floor. Like. You know, this is back before the days of like director's cuts and before, you know, like VHS never had deleted scenes on them and stuff, you know, so like all that stuff was just kind of tossed, you know. Just, oh, fuck, man. Yeah. I want to see the prom uh-huh. scene, dude. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I mean, I mean we are... it's it's most non triumphant. It's totally most bogus. Non triumphant, dude. Yeah. Totally bogus. Non triumphant. It's, you know, it is, it's heinous. You know what? And Keanu Reeves got like a and consistently gets a lot of shit, I think. But from like this movie on, people have like hated on him. He, I love Keanu Reeves. I think he's one of the best. I wish he were my father, honestly. Uh, he probably could have raised me right. Yeah. Um, I, I like him that much. Yeah. You know, and I stand by that. I don't care yeah. what you say. Argue with me. I'm not going to argue with you. There's right, nothing good. wrong with Keanu. Uh, he did end up having a much bigger career than Alex Winter. Uh, Alex Winter kind of went. He wasn't in Death Wish three either. So he wasn't. He never worked with Charles Bronson that we know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Alex Winter did a, a couple of things after that. But he really went more behind the scenes. Uh, he did a movie called Freaked, which he made, which was a, a notoriously a notorious stink bomb. It really bombed, uh, but it had amazing special effects in it. Uh, and it starred like Randy Quaid, and like it was about like a bunch of circus freaks. Randy Quaid was in it. Alex Winter was in it. Uh, Keanu Reeves has an uncredited role in it as Dog Boy, um, and and uh, Mr. T is in it as the bearded lady. Uh, it's it's just like this ridiculous forgotten movie. Have you? Did, they, did they kill anybody in that movie? Because uh, yeah, because Mr. T won't have that shit. Will no. not appear in a movie. Did you, not, did you never see this? It sounds like when you say Mr. T was the bearded lady, I want to think that I could see that scene. So maybe I have seen it, but I might. I don't know, dude. You know, uh, I'm that was like, time. I got that, poisoning. That was Alex Winter's big, like, starring role. Like, made that movie and everything, and it's it totally tanked. Uh, and 
uh, the special effects in it are great, though. It's like full-on like horror movie special effects. They got this guy named Screaming Mad George to do the effects, and he did a lot of stuff like uh, Brighter Reanimator and like and that kind of stuff. If he's I'm not at, mistaken, he's at some of those conventions that we are at. Yeah, yeah. this guy. Yeah, Screaming. Um, yeah, so he, he does some incredible uh, practical effects for that movie. That's the only real saving grace of it. Uh, I know some people uh, that, that really like that movie, but they're few and far between because that movie is really just not so good. I'm going to have to look for it and see if I've seen it. Yeah, but uh, but other than that, like he went more behind the scenes and did, like started doing like producing and, and things like that. But uh, he's popped up at, at a lot of the cons, uh, Alex Winter. In fact, one time... I was at a con and I, he was like standing by his table and he was just texting. And uh, I was with this, this uh, ex-girlfriend of mine and I turned to her. I was like, you think he's texting Keanu? <clears throat> and you know what? He, he may well have been. You Did know? you say anything to him? No, I didn't go and meet him or anything. Um, but uh, so, yeah, the new one's coming out. Long awaited. And it was long talked about. And they talked about all different possible, excuse me, beer burps. I probably shouldn't drink beer on this. I'm burping like crazy. Uh, I mean, you're very burpy, dude. You get, you know how you get with beer. You get gassy. I've told you, <laughs> and you keep getting mad at me. But here you go. Here we here are. We, here know? we go. Uh, so they talked about a lot of different possibilities for the storyline, uh, and I really, I, I'm happy with uh, what I've read that they're doing, which is basically. They were supposed to save the world with rock and roll, but they kind of blew it and they just haven't really lived up to it yet. And so it's time for them to, quote unquote, face the music, you know, which is a great name for the, the movie. Now, I'm and I think I talked about this a little bit when we talked about Vivarium, but I hate movie trailers. I don't watch them because they give away so much. Uh, so I have not watched any trailers for it. I have not looked at any images from it. I just read that little bit that was just like, yeah, this is what they're doing in it is their you know, uh, uh, have to face the music. And that's all I know, and that's all I want to know. So I'm really going to see it with virgin Vicodin eyes. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you this. I watched the first trailer that they dropped. Don't tell me. And Don't and, tell me. I'm walking hey, away. Hold on. I remember absolutely none of it, except that I watched it and that it was a trailer. So I'm going into this blind, too, unless somebody puts me under hypnosis where I can remember that's things. The, that's the one benefit of being high all the time, is you remember is nothing. It, is it... Uh, well, there's many benefits, but d is it like... Uh, what are those, like 20 bucks to buy these movies that to come out? To rent a movie at home, yeah. It's, some, it's ridiculous, but it's Bill and Ted. I'll pay it. No, I'll pay it for sure, but you get it for a certain <laughs> amount of time, right? Like, yeah, no, like... it's, yeah, no, you just get it for like 48 hours or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. So I'll I pay. could watch it twenty four times. Yeah, if I played it nonstop. Is it two hours? You think? You well, think they're roughly pushing? roughly? I mean, I'm gonna you say gonna, you're gonna bust my balls over every minute here. No, I'm gonna say like Bill and Ted three. They're like really pushing it to get to that ninety minute mark, probably. Mm. I yeah. hope not. But no, I hope it's like four hours. I, I didn't see the trailer. Didn't focus. tell me. I I don't remember at least. Right from the trailer. Well. I've like one, like one or two people have been like, yeah, you know, I'm excited, but I, I saw the trailer and man, they look old. They're just, well, they, oh, they're I'm old. Like, I'm like, they're older. Fucking bogus journey was 30 years ago. I'm like, of course they look old. <laughs> they're old. <laughs> they're like 50. You know, like what yeah. do you want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are the, yeah. What do they want? Like, what, what do you expect? Of course they look old. Uh, <laughs> a la fucking anti-aging effects. I, I don't think, want I think that. It's really, when people say that, that it just it makes them sad because it makes them feel old. <laughs> old, you fucking yeah. 
motherfucker. Just get over it. Yeah. Just get over it. You yeah. didn't need moisturizer when you should have. Now oh. you're fucked. Oh. Okay. So oh. get over it and watch Bill and Ted. Don't hate on them. Mm. Don't hate on Keanu. That man's he's got not, a. He's beautiful. not taking your turn, dude. He's not. I ain't got a beer. Beautiful complexion. And you are going to begrudge him this? You know what? Shame on you. Go ahead. Go ahead. For those who aren't picking this up, John Wayne has a man crush. Uh, so you can you cannot say anything against uh, Theodore Logan, Keanu Reeves. <sighs> man crush. <laughs> yes. Ever since Alex Winter dumped you, you've been so on top of Keanu's dick. Like it's 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 so obvious. I I clearly the best. I mean, I'm saying I hope it's so. He's clearly the better of the two. Clearly the better of us all. Uh, of us all. <laughs> God gave rock and roll to you. Gave rock. Do you know on Bogus Journey, I saw that uh, God gave rock and roll to you. Two is on that soundtrack. Uh, when we when you were yelling at me earlier about the soundtrack. Yeah, it's some different version of. Yeah, it. I know it's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do recall. That was one of the ones I like. I always fast forwarded the tape when it got to that song. I was like, oh, I do get you the still have that tape? No, it's yeah, gone. It. Oh. Yeah. that's cool. I have the soundtrack. I just don't have the cassette tape. You know, that's cool, man. I got both the soundtracks. I ain't no fool. I believe you. I graduated high school. I believe you. I mean, but so what else do we want to say about Bill and Ted, though, dude? That they're great and we love them, and uh, and I think uh, now we can go go on. I mean, we were going to kind of talk a little bit about other, uh, you know, like other buddy movies a little bit. How that was like a go ahead. We. I mean, I was going to do a reading. A Bill. A Bill oh right, right. I almost forgot. I, yes, you know, I almost see, forgot. And you had that look like you were all mad at me. Like, what do you want to say? And it's the reading. I did not get mad at you. I was just like, go ahead. Go Mm. ahead. Because I don't want to dominate the conversation. Because I I do that sometimes. And I shouldn't. So you have a right to speak, too. So I'm going to get the book, though. So, you know, entertain the troops for a second. Entertain the troops. (laughs) What do you want me to do? You want me to, uh, like, I I can beatbox? Or I can... um, uh, gentlemen, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't, due to uh, unforeseen circumstances, all on my part, uh, human error, me being the human, I can't find that book. I thought I had it. I thought well, I knew you gotta, what it was. You got to explain it. You didn't really say what, what it was. It so, was the novelization of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yes. Uh, I bought it from one of my book uh, order things when I was in like middle school or whenever the movie came out. I have it somewhere within the Library of Evil. Uh, I didn't have it at the ready. That's my fault. I can't. I, which I find incredible. You knew for like a week that we were going to do this, and you Dude, didn't. Why? You didn't, you find you didn't that, look for it. You find that incredible? <laughs> oh, man. Also, I ha- just thought you would be at least that prepared. Happy tenth episode, buddy. And episode. So I can't find that, but amongst my novelizations, which I have. Uh, such a precious collection of many. <laughs> I I have uh, the novelization of Ghost Dad, and <laughs> I would like to do a reading if I could. From, please, from please, dude. This is from oh, the novelization, chapter twelve. Chapter twelve. <clears throat> the Cosby Show is on now. Diane <laughs> told her brother and sister. 
You always say you love it. So why aren't you watching instead of staring out the window? I'm waiting for daddy, Amanda explained. So am I, Danny confessed. Just waiting around this dining room isn't going to bring him back, Diane remarked. You were by the window when we got here, Danny said. Besides, I really wouldn't want to watch the Cosby show now. Not with dad missing. He looks a lot like Bill Cosby. Did you ever notice that? Elliot, Diane said, sneering at her brother. When dad gets back, I'm telling him you need your eyes checked. He does not look one bit like Bill Cosby. Yes, he does, Amanda said seriously. Diane was just about to offer Amanda some advice about her eyes when Elliot popped through the ceiling. Hey, he called. Look who's back. Dad, Danny said excitedly. Daddy, Amanda added. Darn, Diane thought. He really does look like Bill Cosby. <laughs> and the rest are going to have to pick up <laughs> if you can find it who wrote this masterpiece Mel Kabulish <laughs> Kabulish C-E-C-E-B-U-L-A-S-H well I'm sure he reached all of his writing potential by no the novelization of Ghost Dad yeah yep. <laughs> uh, I believe or, you know that might have just been a fake name but, you know it might have been written you know by by, uh, by someone there's no, there's no publisher. <laughs> there's no publisher. Berkeley Books, New York. Okay. Whew. Cosby Publications. Yes. Oh, Doctor. That's that is so good. I love that they're like just talking about Bill Cosby the whole time. Referential. Yeah. Like it. I I imagine that it's in his contract in some it, it, back then when they're like, and you know, Bill, we're gonna do the novelization and you'll get the rights of that novelization like and he's like i like and he you know i want to be referenced as myself because he can't be just the ghost dad he wants people to know that it's i want to be known as the cosby and i think that you're allowed to do impressions of bill cosby and it's okay because he is a rapist he, uh, well i i was hoping we wouldn't even get into that but uh he, no that's true uh he's not he's not the lovable fuzzy cosby we remember uh but and that gonna... makes reading so much fun. Yes. <laughs> yes, uh, Ghost Dad is all the better now that you know the horrifying truth. <laughs> and you know that scene is not in the movie. They're no. not watching the Cosby show in the fucking movie. Uh, no, are I'm you sure? Watching, you bet somebody sent me the scene. Did, you, did you ever watch Ghost Dad? Yes. I saw it twice in the theater, dude. Okay, so I, I never saw it. So that's why I'm... I'm... Full feature... And I, I never saw it, so that's why I was asking if, if... And I probably saw it once on videotape, but I don't remember that. But there's no way. I mean, come on, dude, what a dick. He's got to have himself put like his actual name put into the book. Yeah, well, he uh, that's probably the worst thing he ever did. Right. You know what? <laughs> we could just move on. What are you doing, dude? Are you loading a pipe of weed? No, it, like, I, I brought the whiskey into it. Anyway, because you insisted, because I guess I wasn't funny enough without it. I I didn't say that. I wasn't spirited enough. I didn't say Get that. Get it? Spirited? Get it? I didn't say that either. Dude. Spirits? 
you looked thirsty like you wanted a whiskey and i was like I, why I hold did. back dude i did i was back. holding i was holding back because i like some of these episodes i got really i get really dark and really and that dark, and i'm the, like embarrassed uh, later they love what? it i take out all the embarrassing parts you know that and i put them behind the paywall which you can go to john wayne patreon.com uh, <laughs> slash john wayne is dead and hear all of the juicy dark no, i know there's there's certain there are certain times where i'm like please edit that out and you do but I tend to get dark, not not just like angry, but just dark. And uh, we're dark people, dude. We're I mentioned dark. like I, I allude to dark things in my personal life, and and I don't want to do that on this we're show. We're not doing that. No, we're not. No. I'm, here's well, something. They, we're doing we're doing the hipping and the hopping. You're all dark and handsomeness. That's oh, what I'll allude to. Oh, oh. That darkness in your life. But yeah. I mean, if we totally like get given up on Bill and Ted at this point, where are we? Uh, where are we at? Bill and Ted. Bill Cosby and Ted. Bill Cosby and Ted <laughs> would have been quite a different movie. Let me tell yeah, you. Because he would have raped Ted. <laughs> Napoleon, when they went to Waterloo. <laughs> and, Something would have happened. Something would have happened. It's pretty self explanatory. It is. I mean, it is. You know, those water slides, the tubes going. By the way, uh, yeah. did you know, um, just going back to like the stars of the movie, um, you mentioned the Napoleon guy. The uh, uh, Joan of Arc was played by one of the Go Go's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't really know anything about the Go Go's, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I did a quick read up on uh, on the Bill and Ted series because I like to prepare for this for this show. Unlike you, who can't even get the book out, even though you know he was going to be doing a fucking reading for the show. Look, dude, uh, this, this is what sells the show. My preparedness is fine. It's on point. Yes. I'm very prepared. You just, you, 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 I find your lack of faith disturbing. Um, okay, Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> I find your lack of preparation disturbing. Uh uh, so yeah, I think we I think we wrapped up Bill and Ted. I mean, you know, we have we have more to discuss, and you know, these shows tend to run long anyway. I mean, do we do you have anything else you want to say about Bill and Ted other than the fact that they are most excellent? Um, they are most excellent. Um, I had something that I was going to say, but I uh, the marijuana poisoning took it yep. away yep. right a second, a couple seconds ago. So yes, yep. we'll just move uh, move on. We'll just move right on. So Bill and Ted. Uh, as we mentioned, they're a buddy movie, uh, but they were a very specific buddy movie in a, a very specific point in time, late 80s, early 90s. And a lot of buddy movies outside of this um, were more adult males. And so it was kind of cool that you had like these, these two teenage characters, uh, especially cool for like you know, us because we were younger and we were getting close to being teenagers ourselves. Uh, so that was, that's kind of neat that they did that. Uh, yeah. But there were other uh, buddies that came along afterward that were very much like Bill and Ted in the sense that they were like two like kind of dopey metal heads. Uh, one of them was the animated uh, Beavis and Butthead. Uh, was, was, were definitely one. Uh, but the other one yeah. is uh, became, was a very successful uh, 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 couple of guys as well. And they started also started as a sketch, became a empire. started as a sketch and became two films. Just like Bill and Ted had two films. And we're talking, of course, about. One, two, three, four! Wayne's World! That's right, Wayne's World. 
Wayne's World, which to the me Canadian is Canadian answer to Bill and the Ted. Canadian answer, yeah. The um, the watered down Bill and Ted. Oh, that's right, I said it. Okay, I think it's just a different approach. Uh, it is a different approach. No, it's. It, don't get me wrong. I have love for Wayne's World, but they like they were Bill and Ted, uh, only without the excellent adventures. <laughs> well, they didn't have the magic element to this. No, not at all. Not at all. But you've got like time or anything. They just like dated Tia Carrera, you know, and had a badass show. You no, know. Yeah, no, they did. They did. But little uh, yellow, different. Yes. They sold out to the right people. You had these two guys. You had these two guys who were, you know, in their forties, but they're playing guys that are, uh, you know, teenagers. Were they in their forties? They weren't in their forties. Well, they then. were older. They were like thirties. Whatever. They were clearly not teenagers. My Whereas... and and uh, fucking you took the word. Uh, Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. This yeah. started in the mid nine early nineties on right. Saturday Night Live. We should set like right. some. Right. They yeah. started off as like a skit making fun of of headbangers. Uh, but no, they were like at least in their 30s when they made these movies. Whereas, you know, in Bill and Ted, they had actual young guys. Like they were like, you know, in their late teens, early 20s. When True. They made these Absolutely. I, there was no like I had no when I went and saw the Wayne's World movies or watched the Wayne's World sketches on Saturday Night Live. There was no delusion where I was like, these no, guys, of course. Uh, they just they looked older. No, they, no, it was no. supposed to kind of be like that. No, no, no. It's 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 it, no, it's a, you totally accept it for what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Um but uh it, it was a different animal in that sense. It's like you know you didn't um you didn't relate to it as much as a kid uh in that in that sense. But um you did relate to it because it was very much like uh captured the culture. Uh, but you see it reflected, like, even in their musical taste, like, you know, like that they like they're more into like Aerosmith and Queen, which is a little bit older, rather. Whereas like Bill and Ted were into like Iron Maiden and shit like that. Right. You know? Right. Uh, so, but like, they were all into boobs and guest jeans. That's right. This is true. Uh, but Wayne's World. I mean, come on. You got like the brunette guy, the blonde guy. They're both kind of like dopey and just like far out heavy metal. And they even do the whole thing. Like, you know, like the yeah. air guitar thing and make the noise. Yeah. But, but, you know, Bill and Ted did all of that first, you know? So, so Wayne's world to me was always like a lesser Bill and Ted. Uh, they took stuff from Bill and Ted. They were funny, but they took stuff from Bill and Ted and they weren't, their movies weren't as interesting and and creative as the Bill and Ted series was. Your rebuttal, sir. Well, I guess I never uh, compared the two in the same thing. It was just like Bill and Ted to me was Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. And Wayne's World existed in a completely different universe where mm-hmm. Bill and Ted did not exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to compartmentalize them like that. Uh, and, you know, so because I, I like them both. I like but them both too. Wayne's World, like... Uh, did come at a, like later, like you said. It did. And I was like, you know, I think I had a couple of pubes that were sprouting during then, well, and they made a joke about having pubes, and I thought later, that was funny. It was later, but it was right around the same time. Like, Wayne's World 1 came out right around the same time as Bill and Ted's Broken's Journey, so it wasn't that far later. They still kind of coexisted, you right. know? But still, um, like it was just uh, different. I was, were... I was too, I mean, when you're around that that time in your life, like two years is like, it's huge. It's, it's huge. huge. Yeah. No. Absolutely. But yeah, I was I was fourteen when Wayne's World came out, and it was a big deal, dude. Um. Yeah. Like me and all my buddies went to see it, and like the the theater was packed with teenagers. You know. Um. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was totally a, a a huge part of that era. Um. It was very like 
uh, burned into my mind as part of like Gen X's like uh, you know like like movie history. Um, and then and it also it was different from Bill and Ted. I got to give it this. It was like Bill and Ted was funny, but it was also an adventure and other stuff going on. Whereas Wayne's World was really more focused on joke after joke after joke. It was a, like it was really more about making you laugh. Set so, up punch. Set up. Yeah. Punch. Set up punch. Yeah. So like it was it was more. Uh, it was more hard, hard uh, against like the, the comedy, you know, aspect of it. Well, and, it had to, it had to rely on the that was what the sketch was. I mean, it, it right. was birthed from that kind of sketch. So they right, right. It was uh, yeah. Saturday night, Saturday Night Live sketch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, like at the time when I saw it, I I thought that uh, Garth Dana Carvey's character was so funny, dude. Like I laughed at him so much. Now I just want to punch him in the face. Like I find him so irritating and annoying. I don't know what it is. Just like his little like sniveling face where he looks like he's smelling shit all the time. I just want to punch him in the fucking face, dude. I can't stand him. My woman likes me in Cologne. I just like when he does the whole foxy lady thing and he's thrusting. Like I thought that was so funny when I was 14. Now I just think it's absolutely annoying. So Um, you can't even like you get to the point where you can't even watch the movie now. No, 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 no. I, I could watch the movie. I just find him really irritating. And so I haven't watched the movie. Uh, I don't know since like it's since the nineties. I haven't watched that movie. Oh wow! See, I, both I of, haven't. Damn, yeah. both of those movies are uh, just like the Garth is this. I mean, the same like the, those those characters. It is the same like thing one after another, after another. But uh, like part two, man, they did like Wayne Stock. And the best right. thing, like my favorite thing about that movie was the roadie that they like had to go and hire from like England and find him right. and shit. And he just well, is like, I, I, yeah, but, as for the shopkeeper and his son, I just, <laughs> oh, thought, go ahead. I, I, I just figured we would start with the first one. Then we'll go. Okay. On to the, okay sorry. Sorry. I was to get ahead. Of it. Yeah. Uh, the first one, one of the things that I really loved about it, and I know you love this too, is some of the other people that were in it for one being Mr. Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill was in our it. personal hero. That we have two personal heroes. We have Roy and we have Al Bundy. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think we can even really compare to the two. They're two separate worlds, but there are there are gods. Rest in peace, both. Ed O'Neill is not dead. How dare you say that? Rest in power. Ed O'Neill. He's not dead. How dare you say that about our gods, dude? What the fuck's wrong me. with you? I just I mean, this just in case. This is blasphemy. Be, he might die. Heathens. I mean, he's he's going to go straight to heaven. Jesus Christ, dude! I can't believe you said that. I'm, I'm so, hurt. So, yeah. So don't just don't just gloss over this. I'm not. I'm just saying. You know, you said a horrible thing. Power. Rest in power. Oh, Jesus, isn't rest in power supposed to be reserved for people that like died tragically and like their memory is like created a movement? Isn't that more for like the George Floyd's? Why do you say rest in power for everybody? Kelly uh, Preston shouldn't okay, be fucking that is not power. new. I've been saying that for a few years now, and uh, it is not a new thing. I've been resting in power for quite some time, and that is how I choose to recognize people's resting. All right. I'll allow it. You. Anyway, Ed O'Neill is in the movie, and he plays – I forget the character's name, but he's the the guy who runs the diner. Um, Uh, Ed – Is it Ed? It's um, Sam Makita's Donuts. Uh, is where he works. I think no, it's it, a his diner. It's, it's, it's a diner. Oh, it's Sam Akita's Donuts. That's okay. where he works. All right. What is, dude? It's because remember they go through the, I don't know. They go through the, 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 uh, drive through and Wayne's like, 
let me get a, it, it, and a, oh, and he like does the whole order where he fucks it up mm. and they know exactly what it is and they go it's Sam Akita's donuts. That's what. Okay. It is. Well, anyway, he's the deli owner, and he's a donut, not a deli. But it's a deli. A donut, a donut place doesn't have like there's a whole like seating area. There's like a bar area and people eating all th- different types of food. They're all eating donut related foods, dude. Not 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 to my recollection, but you've seen it oh. more and more re- recently. So I'll 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 allow concede. it. I'll concede. I'll concede. Yeah, you know more about Wayne's World than I do. I'm sure you do. Um, I saw Remember when Ed O'Neill does like the back like the Vietnam flashback shit. Well, he never mentions Vietnam, but well, but. Yeah. That which makes it all the better because he says some really dark, violent, haunted shit. And uh, he's my favorite part of the movie, not just because he's Ed O'Neill. That's a big, that's a big, that helps him. But like the stuff that he says is so dark and twisted. Like, you know, like, you know, if you kill a man in winter, steam will rise from the wounds. (laughs) Escaping his body. That was improvised people he he went into a dark place and just said that i don't think that's true but um but. he uh but uh, i mean it, it might be but you you tend to make a bullshit i don't think that's true uh but uh but he every time you, you see his character he says something incredibly dark and it's really the funniest stuff in both of those movies in my opinion yeah. uh and like even though i haven't watched those movies a lot of times i've gone on youtube just to watch like the best of him in, the, in that role because it makes me laugh so much like when the fucking guy comes in he's just like all depressed and uh, like he orders a beer maybe it's a donut shop i don't know he, he but he's like sits down he's all depressed and uh Edwin O'Neill's character is just like, what's wrong, buddy? Oh, you know, like I, you know, I just got served my like my pink my pink slips. You know, I just got fired. Oh man, I'm so. And he's like, oh man, I'm sorry. That's really rough. Yeah, I'm so mad. You know what I'd like to do? And uh, and he goes, yeah, I know what you'd like to do. You'd like to go up to your boss and you'd like to rip out his heart, yeah. and show it to him so he could see how black it is before he dies. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, I was thinking about filing a complaint with the yeah. union. <laughs> He's like, well, the world's a twisted place. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, everything and- he says is like that. And it's so fucking great. It's so great. Um, it really is. But, yeah, you know, yeah. this, these are about Wayne and Garth. Yes, they are. But I'm talking about some of the other people that made appearances in the show. Sean Penn. Um, in the movie, I mean. Um, uh, one of the other things that like, OK, so when I first saw the movie, you know, I'm 14 and I see you know, Ed O'Neill. I'm like, ah, you know, I fucking love Married to Children, obviously. But then they go to a concert. And it's fucking Alice Cooper, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I... That's in the first one? I think that's in the first, second No, it's in the first one. It is? I promise you it's in the first one. I know this. You're the Wayne's World expert. You're supposed to know this shit. But I know okay. it's in the first one. Okay. He's, he's, he sings Freed My Frankenstein. I remember this very, very clearly. Um, and I've watched um, that scene. Like, when I watched it on VHS, I rewound it several times just to see Alice Cooper more. Uh, because... I was a huge Alice Cooper fan. I remain a huge Alice Cooper fan. I have a fucking Alice Cooper poster framed in my fucking house, you know? Is this um, is that how the movie opens with them at his no, show? No, it doesn't. No, it's like later in the show, they go and they see Alice Cooper. They see him live in concert, and that's when they do the whole, we're not worthy, you know, like, whole bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm 14. I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan. Alice Cooper is what really was my introduction to, like, dark heavy metal. You know, when I was, like, 12 years old, uh, the Trash album came out. Still one of my favorite heavy metal albums of all time. 
1989, you know, uh, he, and that's where he had the song Poison, which became one of his most popular songs. Uh, I fucking loved Alice and the fact that he was like in the movie and like you got to see him just like talk and do a funny skit. Oh, God, it was so fucking great. And that's when his Hey Stupid album came out. And that's why he had he sang Feed My Frankenstein, the movie, which was like the hit single from uh, that that album. So you're right. Now that I'm remembering it, it was in the first one. Of course, I'm right. I, I know what I'm talking about. I'm not I'm prepared. You're not what? You're not I'm what? Prepared. I'm not I'm prepared. unprepared. How am I unprepared? You don't even have the goddamn book you're supposed to read from, which I you knew thought, you were going to read for a fucking week. I thought it was where it was going to be, but it was not there. If it was me, I would have had it on my fucking table right next to my microphone. You know, that's where, you know, that's where you're at. If it was I would, me, I would have the me. fucking book. You know, it's not me, dude. I would have good. the bookmark in the exact spot I was going to read from. I would have reread the whole book to pick the perfect fucking thing to read. You would have reread the entire novelization of bogus journey just to pick a funny right i would have all right well, come on did you just randomly find that great I, passage in ghost dad where he talks about cosby i mean that's like the best possible thing you could have found dude look i'm not here to divulge my secrets of what i've okay, done but okay. you know I, well, you're a witch so that's how you do i am it. a witch yes and a vampire yes i'm a vampire witch let's move on past that i don't want to talk about it well, you're also okay. So you're also tattooed and a, and a talented writer and musician. And I love you. I need. To, I love you too, dude. I'm gonna get my neck tattooed soon, oh, like, no, like this. Yeah. No. Yeah. Of course I am. Why not? Because you might want to get a job one day. My hands and fingers are tattooed. Yeah, I'm already ruined, dude. The neck is. Uh, that's extreme, man. What like, kind of job am I gonna get? Computer programmer. I don't know. Insurance salesman? This no, I'm people, have to work, no, 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 dude. I'm like, have to work on a fucking somewhere, like a, a you know, one of those chain gangs or something. A chain yeah. gang. <laughs> work on a chain gang. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'll only if I the only other jobs I'll ever be able to work the rest of my life will be labor jobs if I choose to. So why not, dude? What am I gonna do? Am I gonna be, uh, you know, a consultant of some kind? The consultant. <laughs> you could be as far as like phone calls go. <laughs> you could be like an insurance guy on the phone. But unfortunately, even though people shouldn't, they do judge people by appearances. And, oh. you know, that's like how I keep the bad guys away because I just look mm. like a badass, but I'm really a, a shiny, chewy pussy in the middle. Yeah, but people, people don't want to hire somebody with neck tattoos as well. Well, I'm, I'm not trying to get hired by you. But, yes, you, but not by me. I wouldn't judge someone for that. But people do. That's the shitty thing, man. That, that's well, that's what I'm saying. I, where is this job that I'm trying to get? I though? don't know. It's just whatever, I, dude. Like, I'm like, what I'm, job I'm just get? I, I, I am concerned because I can't. If I was going to straighten up my, like, you know what? Straighten up and fly right. I'm going back to insurance school. I'm going to make dad proud. I'm going to open up my own branch. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, I'm Absolutely. sorry. I am so sorry. I assumed that you might get your shit together and want health insurance one day. I'm really sorry. My, my wife has health insurance. <laughs> so thank you very much. Next question. <laughs> but when she leaves you, you're going to need... <laughs> when she's sick of your shit, finally. When oh. she's like, you know, you were supposed to read to me from the Bill and Ted Bogus Journey book and you couldn't find it. The one thing I asked you for, John Wayne, you broke my heart. And she leaves... In what the, are you going to do? In the prenup we have signed, I have com 
uh, everlasting insurance. That's no, what, no. what you're going to do is you're going to come up here. You're going to marry me like God intended. And uh, we're going to have a plutonic legal in Connecticut or it's legal everywhere. Right. Uh, well, it is. But I don't know. People, you know, I'm sure in Texas things are a little difficult, but uh, in Connecticut, I'm sure it would fly. I'm sure it would fly. I mean, we would have we would have this great sexless marriage. Yes, let's just say that right now it would be a sexless marriage. Sexless marriage, maybe uh, us like you know we might want to share our wardrobes, so one of us bulks. True. I like you know we'll have to we'll have to even out between. I, but speaking, other. you know, I'm glad you said because like I have some shirts that I'm just too big for, but but you might you might fit into. On it, uh, dude. You were talking about muscle memory. I've been back in the gym regularly for like a month now, and it feels nice. excellent to be no, back. You, you, you're it's, in great shape. No, you really are. I well, wasn't trying to be like I'm so much more buff than you because that was not what I'm saying. I'm just. No, I wasn't saying that either. I'm just. I'm just, I'm just bigger, was and I think you could fit into some of these shirts that I can't fit into anymore. I will take your shirts for sure. But I'm talking about like I've just I was I've been going back. I'm very careful. Mask, wipe everything down twice, but. Yeah, I feel a hundred percent better. Even before uh, COVID, I I don't fucking like working out at gyms. I'm I need I, I need to go because everything's there. No, I, totally. No, I prefer I if I like if I had it my way. Like I went to gyms for many years, and I and yeah, it's great to have all that equipment. Absolutely, but I hate going, and I'm more motivated to work out if I don't have to go somewhere. If I could just do it at home, if I don't have to see other people, I'm I'm incredibly antisocial. So okay. I. I, uh, yeah, but, uh, like, but you I'm really antisocial. Social? Like, I'll tell you this, like, before you can have There's surgery. Nobody. Okay, with this new microphone, you're breaking up a lot. I can't hear you well. I, I hope so. Gym to talk to nobody. What? I go to the gym to talk to nobody. No, I know that. I'm, I, I would never talk to anybody either. I don't think anyone, like, goes there to meet people. That would be weird if, like, someone's working out and you're like, hey, what's up? You want to be friends? That's fucking weird. But, just being around people. I'm not talking about just talking. I'm just like oh, being just be around anyone like bothers me and having to get in my car and go somewhere like that hurts my motivation to work out. Like if I could just do it at home, I'll, I'll do it way more. So I stopped going and, and I just work out at home. Do you have the equipment at your house though? I don't not have all the, not all of I that like, equipment. I, I have just like, have, I have a 35 pound kettlebell and my like pull up bar. I have a bunch of weights. I have a pull-up bar. I have a bench, you know. Um, but you know, I'm I'm also I'm getting old, dude. Like I'm having shoulder surgery. I can't do what I used to do. I used to be like a, I used to power lift. I used to be a, a mass gainer type. I don't. Uh, I can't do that anymore. Like it doesn't. I don't feel the burn. I just feel the pain in my joints and stuff. You know, like I'm getting old. So anyway, um, uh, but like like this is what I was gonna say. Uh, I found out that, like, if you're going to have surgery now, you have to have a COVID test and quarantine for a week. So I'm in quarantine. Uh, I have to get my COVID test tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm in quarantine. And uh, So you can't go to work or anything? You can't no, leave your I, house? No, I can't, I can't leave my house. I for can't a go week? anywhere. For a week. Yeah. Uh, and then once I have the surgery, I'm not going to be able to leave my house because I can't drive. Because I'm going to have this big arm sling and I'm not going to be able to use my arm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be stuck in my house for a long time. And I'm totally fine with this. <laughs> like I do, like like I do this anyway. If I have my choice, I'm home all day. I, yeah. I do not like going anywhere. Anyway, uh, what that has to do with Wayne's World, I don't know. Um, but 
Alice Cooper's in it, and I love Alice Cooper, and that was another reason I really loved the movie. But there's a lot of other people in it too, like you mentioned, uh, Taya Carey. She was big for a hot second uh, in the in Tia the Carrera, or whatever her name is. And there was also a, a very good band, great band from Austin, also called Tia Carrera, that uh, are a like psychedelic uh, prog and are not uh, in the movie. Band that uh, vocal, it's no not vocal, in the movie. just like fucking escape sound. But like, hey man, it's not in the movie. <laughs> no, but it should have been in the movie because they're fucking badass. Yeah. And they yeah. took their name as Tia Carrera. Okay, Tia Carrera, whatever. She was popular for a, a good, you know, a good five minutes in mm. the eighties. She was in or in the early nineties. She was in Wayne's World. She was in True Lies, and she was in Kelly Bounces Back, a mm. great episode of Married with Children. Uh, where she played Kelly's nemesis and she stole the Bundy bounce, yeah, uh, which is yeah. an unforgivable offense, and that's why her career uh, tanked because she stole the because the Bundy she bounce. accepted the part where she was going to. She stole Kelly Bundy's bounce. May may she burn in hell. I mean, rest in, in rest hell. in <laughs> rest in. Is she not? She's she's not she's, no longer with. She's no longer with us. So she's dead in, to me. Rest in so power. Good enough. She's dead forever. to me. Yes, yeah, um, Tia Carrera, and she's old by now, so she's not hot anymore. So, well, care. who knows? <laughs> God, that was the most sexist thing I said on the show that you didn't edit out, and you just might have to edit that it. That was the most that. Okay, <laughs> oh, oh, I hear the qualifier. Gotcha. Um, See, this is what happens when I get the whiskey in me. I got, I got the ice in me. Uh, no, yeah, I don't know what we were talking about, but Wayne's World party time. Is, is uh non-stop jokes but that's because it was like it's a saturday night live sketch that they stretched out right. to, to by the way i don't i don't say that in a bad way and when i say i don't i don't either i don't either but that's what makes it di- like bill and ted was like a store like a actual movie story like it has a story yeah it, it, yeah and and Rain wayne's world is just like yeah. man hey dude this is funny and like they have a very loose narrative in there uh, because they could really, because they could really like I'm like, you've seen. I mean, I'm sure like you've seen Spinal Tap, right? Of course. Yeah. Okay, so do you have the one like all the extra shit where there's like an hour and a half of extra stuff that's not no. on the? Okay, I have that like that uh, collection, mm-hmm. and it's like a whole nother move, a Spinal Tap movie of shit they just didn't use. That's right. fucking hilarious. Well, that movie and literally is all improvised. All improv. It really is. Yes, yeah. so we know. Yeah, that was the beginning of that. But uh, Rob Reiner, or no, who Meathead. did that? Meathead. Yeah, well, he directed. Right yeah, and he stars in it too. Yeah, Meathead. Yeah, yeah, that was he, that was his directorial debut, if I'm not mistaken, and became a, a very prolific director. Launched him into his director career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was prolific. I was in, went on to do a lot of great movies, Stand by Me and Misery, and he also did a lot of turds like North and The Story of Us. But uh, true, he had, he's he's a very prolific director. There is so if people like if you don't know that you're listening, there uh, Christopher Guest is an improv, very talented improver, and I a legend. A legend and improv is usually not good. Uh, I I am very much committed to saying like improv is hard for it to be good. Uh, I tell this to improvers that I know this is good improv that they do, and they've done it. He's done it for Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show. I mean, you have to go, but I love Best in Show. Best in Show is great. Uh, all of those movies are great. But I particularly love Best in Show though because I was a professional dog trainer for years, I, I know, and right. I was around. 
Well, I know you know, but our listeners may not know that. Oh, yeah, tell us. I'm sorry. I, I was just interjecting real quick just to no, say. You can do, it. do it. I'm not mad. Just to say that um, being a professional dog trainer, you're around a lot of people that are not just in the industry professionally, but are obsessed uh, at, like those people are. Now, I love my dogs. You love your dogs. We're both big dog people. Oh, I trained them. I talked about them all the time. I love training dogs. It's a long story why I don't do it anymore, but you know, one day I may do it again. Um, but it's a long story I won't get into. But I love training dogs. I became a fucking professional. and mm -hmm. did it for years. Uh, and so you, when you go to these things, like you're around people that are, are literally that crazy. Like that movie is no exaggeration. So I love that movie. Uh, but anyway, you were talking about Christopher Guest and improv. improv no, so uh, go ahead. No, I'm sure. But he, but no, that's a great point. Like, he, but he does that in all of his movies. Like Waiting for Guffman. All of those people are community theater. Right. The fucking people who would be in community right. theater. Like it, Spinal Tap. That is such like the rock stars of that time. And Can I throw in another Chris, another Christopher Guest uh, yeah, or, or another sure. little thing? Um, we mentioned earlier how a mighty uh, Alex... wind. what a mighty wind. No, That's another one. Oh no, no, it is. I was just gonna say uh, we mentioned earlier how Alex Winter, who plays Bill and Bill and Ted, was in Death Wish Three. Christopher Guest is in the original Death Wish. Is he? He I is. Didn't, I didn't know that. A lot, a lot of people don't realize that he uh, he's a cop in the very end of the movie. He has one or two lines, uh, but he is it is a speaking role. He is in the end of the original Death Wish. Huh. Yeah. He's Drop married to uh, he's married to uh, Hall uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. What? Yeah. I, I believe so. No, I never heard that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's that. that I never heard that ever. But all right. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying like, uh, but but anyway, Spinal Tap, I have a I have a, a cut of it where uh, there's a whole DVD of an hour and a half of right. uh, like second takes or different takes that are so fucking hilarious that right. I mean, like you just have so much shit stack up. It's like, what do you use? And I think that's why. But it has to work. It has to be something that works. That's why no, Wayne's no, World totally. is something that yeah. works. So that's why they could continue to riff off these characters and create funny situations. Uh, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, right. Uh, that was also a heavy metal comedy, uh, yeah. uh, much like Wayne's World is. And yeah. Wayne's World uh, was a huge success, so much so that it even brought back uh, a song that became that went to the top of the charts again after a hundred fucking years. It was Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. A lot of people are like in our generation and and younger know that song because uh -oh, of that movie. Because of Wayne's World, yeah, they absolutely introduced yeah. it, and that makes me think about uh, what what kind what movies like that are going underneath my radar that I don't watch anymore are doing something like that mm. now to like. Because I, I don't know. Also, just this just in, uh, Christopher Guest has been married to Jamie Lee Curtis since 1984. Oh, no shit. I was right. So there we go. Um, wow. This is a historic occasion. John Wayne was right. Mm hmm. Thank you. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to buy you a fucking fruit basket. Thank you. And edible arrangements would be very nice. Yes. You have my, you have my address. Just send it on through. They'll all be pineapples shaped like dicks. I love um, pineapples. My favorite. And you so. well, you know who would really love that basket, but we're not gonna say it, and we're mm -hmm. not gonna say it. We're laying off. Uh, so, 
Uh, anyway, right uh, anyway, Wayne's World was a huge success, and mm-hmm. that also had a bitchin' soundtrack. Little side note for this. Little side note. Yeah. I'm 14 when that movie comes out. I buy the soundtrack because, of course, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, it has Bohemian Rhapsody, has Feed My Frankenstein, and all that. But there's also a song on there called "Time Machine" by Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So I. I you know, was listening to the song for the first time, and like you don't really notice it in the movie, uh, but uh, you know it's kind of more in the background. But anyway, I'm listening to it on the soundtrack, and I'm like, "Is this really Sabbath? The music sounds like Sabbath, but the vocals don't sound like Sabbath. Like it doesn't sound like Ozzy Osbourne at all." And the reason is, it was when they were with Dio uh, as their front man, mm-hmm. and I ended up really liking that song a lot. But I was like, I was like this, like, and so like I found out later it wasn't Ozzy, that it was uh, Ronnie James Dio. And I, I, I've got to say to this day, and this could be a whole other podcast I could talk about this because people give me no end in shit about this. I think Ronnie James Dio is the best front man that Black Sabbath ever had. You, okay, fucking... first of all, you said Ronnie James Dio. Um, and well, he, uh, it's so, the whiskey, Ronnie James Dio. I know, I know who was he the was. best front man they had. I think a lot of people probably agree but, most uh, but there's don't, more people that will not agree with you because it's uh, just they, like, it's, it's just had, like sorry it's just like the people that uh, only like predator and only like bill and ted excellent adventure they like they can't get past the first one they're like no it has to be the first it can't be any of the other incarnations fuck you the the, the fucking albums that that Sabbath made with Dio are my favorite ones to listen to. I totally love the originals. I totally appreciate that Black Sabbath invented heavy metal. I love that. But just because they lose Ozzy doesn't make Sabbath lesser of a band. And the fact that they bring in Ronnie James Dio, who is leaps and bounds a better singer than Ozzy Osbourne could ever dream of being, like, it only improved the band. It really did. Hot takes Triana. Hot takes Triana. Um. Motherfucker, Dio, I, uh, before I say more, I love Ozzy. I love Ozzy as a solo artist. He's fucking great. But he is not the incredible singer that Dio is. I will take Dio a hundred times over Ozzy. No, you're right. Of course I have, I'm right. Uh, I have some Rainbow albums and, uh, you know. Fuck yeah, dude. The Man uh, on the Silver Mountain. Yeah. Um, you know. It's, uh, you know, man, it's it's rock and roll. That's what see. That is one of those rock and roll things where it's so it's such a slippery slope to say in rock and roll like, oh, well, he has the better voice. He can sing better. But like it's something that is captured, like the feeling, like the way sure. they sing it. Sure. It's such a weird thing. Like, that's why I love rock and roll so much. No. Uh, because you can look at it both ways and you can argue it both ways. Right. I'm not saying that you're wrong at all. I think there's like heaven and hell, like all those deal records are fucking great. They're fucking amazing. They're absolutely great. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that it's, it's, it's hard to make a decisive thing to say like X is better than Y. And when it comes to singing in rock and roll, because right. Right. in rock and roll, like the way, like how, like it's not like a, in sync like if you hit the wrong fucking no, i mean it's right, not right. no it's i know that i know that but but dio had more range had a more powerful voice he's more enjoyable to listen to um whereas with ozzy you're getting a kind of almost monotone in comparison you're getting the same thing over and over um and there's nothing wrong with that like i said i love ozzy i have a ton of ozzy records i've always loved ozzy um but 
Dio is leaps and bounds ahead of him. Uh, Dio and Rob Halford, to me, are like neck and neck for the greatest, um, you know, heavy metal singer of all time. And although I think Judas Priest is a much better band than the Dio band, Dio, I think, to me, is the greatest rock singer of all time, very closely tailed by Rob, Rob Halford. And Dio, rest in power. Rest in power, Dio. Um, do you, so do you, um, when it comes to metal, ascribe to the, like, screaming singers? Like, uh, do you count that amongst, like, being well, a great... Well, it depends on what you mean by screaming. Like, you know, like, like, Dio didn't really scream. He actually no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, people who sing, like Dio sang. Talking about, like, and... like... You're talking about like death metal screaming, or no, like, uh, like, so, like, Lamb of God, for instance, like, yeah, yeah that, that's that's not singing, that's screaming, yeah, that's a different but, thing, but it's completely like, I, that, but, but like, to me, like, pull it off, like, he, like, no, no, I think it's fine, that, it's fine for what it is, uh, but, but, like, you know, like, Tom Araya of, of Slayer, like, he's fucking amazing, but he's a scream singer, totally, yeah, he can't yeah. carry a tune with his voice. Dio can carry a tune. And there was a big rivalry between Ozzy and Dio, which was started by Ozzy. Ozzy was so bitter that he got kicked out of Sabbath and Dio was like, you know, replaced him and everything. Uh, and so he would bash Dio all the time. And so Dio finally snapped back at him in a famous interview where he said, Ozzy couldn't carry a tune if he had a radio in his purse. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> that is pretty funny. It's He's pretty uh, great. Yeah. If you watch the um, uh, what is it? The Western civilization, end of Western civilization. The you know those civilizations. Decline and fall. Yeah, decline. Yeah, decline of Western civilization. The metal one, uh, where Ozzy is just like cooking breakfast, and he's got like eyeliner and teased out hair, and he's like smoking a cigarette, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm just like, yeah, it's all it is." You know, it's it's completely the most no, he, not metal thing yeah. like ever. Like you know that you would but expect. He's still, he's a fucking legend, dude. The but guy no, cool. it is, yeah. it is. I'm not to. He rules. Yeah. I'm not decrying Ozzy. Okay. No, I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm just saying, like, that is one of the things. Like, he was probably lost. You know, it's funny. Uh, feelings it, were hurt. It's funny with, um, with like, uh, before we go back to Wayne's World, just one quick thing. Um, it's funny where, like, the, 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 the diehard Aussie Black Sabbath people, like, I've known a lot of people in my life where, you know, like, they refuse. They're like, no, it's not Aussie, it's nothing. And I'm like, no, even with Ian Gellis and other people that were frontmen for Sabbath, okay. like, they make, they're still Sabbath. They're still great. They don't. Yeah. They don't like. They don't die without Ozzy. Like they're a great band. Like by do by saying that, you're saying that Ozzy's the only good thing about Sabbath. You know, it's like what, yeah. What, but that Sabbath? one guy, Ian, he we could do without those records. Like the that that one record. Before. But no, like like no, like yeah, there's many that. there's many other people that were the frontmen for Sabbath, and they're not as good as the Dio and Ozzy ones. Absolutely, but there's still some really solid tracks. You know, like like uh, anyway. Not to not was, to say all that. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Real quick, was David Bowie ever considered for the front man of? No, Sun? and it wasn't Freaky Man, but Rob Halford was, and it never happened. But Rob Halford was leaving um, when he was leaving Priest. When he broke away from Priest, there was some talk of him being the front man for Sabbath, and that would have been fucking amazing. Um, anyway, uh, what I was going to say is like you know the diehard Aussie people, you know they're like oh, the best, whatever. Um, uh, much later, 
you know, in the 2000s or whatever, Ozzy reunited with Black Sabbath for the first time, and they did like a bunch of shows, and then they did an album together called 13. Uh, mm -hmm. And then that was like 2012 or something. Or when was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was in the 2000s or something. Yeah. I don't remember where. But anyway, my divorce. That's what I remember. Okay. Shouts out. Shouts out divorce. Yeah. Um, so, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> shouts out divorce. I like that. I like uh, so, um, uh, so anyway, they came out with that album 13 and then they also like, uh, like shortly after that, they were releasing a special box set called, uh, the Dio years, which was just, you know, like had all the Dio stuff that they did. Uh, and they decided to do a couple, like three new tracks, uh, just for that. Uh, and so they reunited with, with Ronnie and they did the three new tracks and they were fucking really awesome. They're really good songs. They're really good. Um, and they liked to do working together so much. They're like, we should do another album together. And, but, uh, but like they just reunited with Ozzy. So they didn't want to confuse everyone being like, this is black Sabbath. This is another. So the, what they did is they called the band heaven and hell and they yeah. did one album, uh, called the devil, you know, and that album is the last studio album that Ronnie James Dio oh, did before he died. Way before 2012. I'm sorry. Like, that's definitely before 2012. Right. So it was the last album he did before he died. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm mixing it up a little bit. But Ozzy, but Ozzy was back with um, was no, back he, with Sabbath. No, you're right. No, you're right. I just I just had said 2012 earlier, and I want to make sure that people know okay. it was earlier. Okay. Yes. So, um, so anyway, uh, they, they do the album. Band's called Heaven and Hell. They do the album. The Devil You Know. And that album is fucking incredible, dude. It's so good. Here is Dio nearly dying. You know, he's, he's you know, like full of, you know, fucking cancer. And he's doing this incredible album. Uh, and that album is so much better than 13. It's insane. So when people are like, Ozzy's the best, I'm like, you, I dare you. I dare you to listen to those two albums, to compare The Devil You Know and 13 and, and tell me that 13 is better. 13 sucks. That album sucks, dude. They're so bad. Whereas fucking Heaven and Hell, Jesus Christ, or, or The Devil You Know is the name of the album. That album is so fucking intense and so good. So I'm done with that. We can go back in 2008 it. is when the the devil you know came out. So right. I'm just right. looking at that. So I'm gonna listen to that later. It's so good, dude. It's such a great album. Uh, rest in but power. They, but they already, but they did do Heaven and Hell before that. No, I Heaven think. and Hell was the name of a, a Sabbath album that they did before that. Oh, and like, they what I was saying is they okay. called the they, called they the named the band, the band Heaven and Hell Magic. because yeah. they were already back with Ozzy and they didn't want it to be you know confusing. So anyway. Yeah. That was Time Machine was the song that was on the Wayne's World soundtrack. And that was my introduction to Dio Sabbath. So I, I love that soundtrack because of that. Yeah. Um, anyway, onward to Wayne's World 2. You wanted to talk about that? <laughs> I, uh, Wayne's World 2 is very, very funny to me, like, because they it, it's such it's so, first of all, completely absurd but it also plays on like the if you build it, they will come like field of uh -huh. dreams thing where Wayne is visited by a naked Indian that in the in the night that tells him if he puts on a this rock concert, like everyone will come that he books this festival mm -hmm. and he wants to book like Aerosmith and like right. fucking all the whoever. And see, I barely remember this one, dude. And it is fucking funny, man. Like Tom, uh, you know, it's got fucking uh 
Chris Farley is in it. Um, well, he's in the first one too, isn't he? I think because like yeah, he he's he's one of those other people that was wasn't big at yet. He was just starting to get big. I don't know. But he, he actually says a really funny thing. I, I don't know which one it's in, but I remember him very specifically being like, "Oh man, this is the best time I've ever had. It's so awesome." And yo, man, I'm just I want you to know that I'm like really happy. I'm having a really good time. And he's like, "I hate my dad. I yeah. hate my life. <laughs> yeah, but I'm having a good time. Good time. Yeah, I'm gonna go get in a fight. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that is the first one. I thought he was only the second one, but. He's, might he's extremely funny in the second one. Like, there's a they put on that fuck. They put on this concert. Tia Carrera is very much a, a part. Taya Carey, as she's also known. Also, Taya Carey, <laughs> shouts out, and also rest in power, Taya Carey. Um, <laughs> she's dead to us. Yeah, she's dead. well. She's dead to most people, but not like Ed O'Neill, who will never die. Dude, you not... bastard! I can't believe you said that, and on our show too. I Jesus! Mean, when he's dead, I assume that we are already dead, dude. If when, he's dead, so. when we, dude, if and when he ever dies, the whole show would... is going to be about him. The entire show. There will be no other topics. Do you think he would allow us to be buried with him? No. No. Okay. I do not. <laughs> oh, and don't even approach. Don't approach it. Like, so I need to. Well, uh, so, so do you happen to, and we can talk about this off offline later, but do you know how to recall emails that have been sent? So we'll talk about that later. Uh, I might've sent some emails to Ed O'Neill about our burial. Um, I just need to recall this. So <laughs> I was wondering where you were going. I'm like, what? It was what pretty. I thought you meant emails to me this, or something. I don't yeah, know. I've got emails. I'm sending fucking letters to Cleo over here. Okay. Yeah. So. But no, they put on like, it's a, if you build it, they will come. He puts on this rock show. He's all forever still trying to make sure Cassandra, his girlfriend, doesn't leave him yeah. for somebody else because she's a rocker. Uh, but, you know, it ha- they hire this fucking awesome dude that's like they have to go to get this roadie that the Indian tells them to go, Native American dude tells them to go get. Mm. And he keeps telling the you same. You already said Indian like eight times talking about the leaf cigarettes. But no, but that's Indian, like India. They're from India. Oh, okay. That's what I meant. Yeah, I thought that's why I brought up the no, no, it's not, not I you meant... no, no. I mean, like from because I'm a, I'm apparently a racist, and I thought you meant Indian. Yeah, I mean, we'll take this out. Uh... <laughs> well, to but to, in my defense, I just wrote a Western novel, and I call them Indians because that's what they were called at the time. You know, it's it's inauthentic to write a Western and write Native American over and over again. It's just inauthentic. It's not the lexicon of the time. Yeah, I mean, and I also submitted a story where I called a, a fortune teller a gypsy, and they told me it was a pejorative, and I couldn't use that in my story. And I was like, yeah. I, No, some people actually do take offense to that, to, to gypsy, yeah. But there's like a show called like My Favorite Gypsy that's like on. Well, or- they can say it. Because they're they're gypsies, but you can't say it. <laughs> this is this is twenty twenty. This way, is dude. this is the age we live in. Like you can't say anything. You can't you can't give a moniker to anyone unless you are them. All right. Well, either way, dude. In in Wayne's world, too. Like uh, you called me white, and I was very offended. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> they they get this fucking roadie who who is talking about like Ozzy. He brings up Ozzy and he's telling, he just tells all these stories, but they always end up the same. It's like the rule of three. Oh yeah. 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 And and he's like, so here we are. 
Ozzy won't go on stage right. unless we have all green M and M's. And I go. And that's down. when Chris Farley walks up. Yeah, and the Never, shopkeeper, yeah, yeah. like, he goes down. And he's like, the shopkeeper and his son. That was a different story altogether. We had to beat them to death with their own shoes. And like, yeah, that's like what the fucking punchline is for all of his stories. And I would say that for ev- like for everything. I thought it was so hilarious. He, I had, we had to beat them to death with their own shoes. <laughs> so that Ozzy could go on stage, dude. That's rock and roll. I mean, I'm, if you're willing to beat someone to death. To with their own death, shoes. With their own piece of their equipment that they're wearing that day. That's rock and roll. I would do it even outside of the name of rock and roll. I would do it just to watch them die, as Johnny Cash once said. Yeah, I mean, that too. As well. But nobody dies, unfortunately, in uh, Wayne's World 2. That's why Mr. T agreed to do it, but he was replaced by Dana Carvey. Yeah, but then... uh, Also a lie... In John Wayne fashion. It, it, no, no, Mr. T was he was loosely attached to this film. No, uh, he wasn't. He was he had signed up they because they written a, BA, All lies. a subplot into it originally because he had a flair of popularity, but they scrapped it. So he's not in it. But he was also busy being the bearded lady. But at the time not just in freaked, but in real life. At the end of Wayne's World One, <laughs> he it's like the whole parody of the, uh, you know, the what is that called? The uh, Miss Robinson, the Graduate, and you know, it's like it's yeah, like the these parodies yeah. of all this shit. And uh, but at the end of part two, I'm pretty sure it just falls apart at the end, where just like all the bands just show up to play. Like it's like, uh, what do we do now? Because they do like, how about happy ending? And they're like, diddly, diddly, diddly. But then like it eventually ends with like Aerosmith shows up and the Rolling Stones show up and fucking whoever else shows like all these famous bands show up to play his show for no reason. Right. And he saves whatever he's there to save. And he saves, um, creates world peace. Uh, but he's up in Chicago, which I like. He tries to create world peace. But he, uh, oh, I know he's, I know it's in Chicago. It's the only reason my buddy Greg likes it, because Greg's from Chicago, and anything in Chicago, he, if anything's done in Chicago, it's automatically awesome in his eyes. Go White Sox. Huh? Go White Sox. Uh, is, are they in Chicago, or, or I don't even know this shit. Yeah. Are, they, are they the enemies that you like? I can't remember. They're the ones I like, and Greg likes the Cubbies. He's a Cub Oh, guy. the Cubs are Chicago. That's right. He does like the Cubs. I don't Should- know this shit. I can't keep track of this shit. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> and Greg and his dad's big dick. No, I can't keep track of your of your games. You know. Okay. okay. I can't keep track of your games. You know, like. Well, here's a game. Do you remember anything about Wayne's World Two? Aerosmith. Not really. Farley. Well, what do you think about those friends in, as opposed to Bill and Ted? Wayne's World is nowhere near as good as Bill and Ted, in my opinion. Like, if there was a new Wayne's World movie coming out, I would not watch it. But Bill and Ted, I have marked my calendar. I'm going to watch it the day it comes out. Tomorrow. It's out tomorrow. It comes out tomorrow, for yeah. those who are listening. But if there was a new Wayne's World, I couldn't care less, dude. I would never watch a new Wayne's World. All right. I'm sorry to hear that. It's, just, like it's it. just a stone-cold fact. They're different. 
I mean, like, the first like we said, World... Bill and Ted is an actual story with a fucking adventure that happens. A great story, an excellent and, story. And all all Wayne's World is is set up and punch. It's just jokes. Yeah, Two hour and a half. Movies. And the thing is, is that and Mike, I went to see both of them. Mike Myers and Dana Carvey kind of wore out their welcome. Like they're just like they're not in anything more for a reason. They're anything anymore for a reason because they're. I don't know, like, they were funny for a period, and it's just kind of like, we're all kind of, like, people are just kind of over them, I guess, so they're just kind of gone. Um, like, anything else that Mike Myers did or Danny Carver did, I never really got into. I never really liked Austin Powers or any of that stuff. Um, and I'm sure Dana Carvey did stuff, too, like the Master of Disguise. Um, <laughs> so The Austin Powers movies were huge, though. They were absolutely. Whether you watched them or not, no, was, I know that. I'm very well aware that they were giant hits. I just never. How watched aware them. are you? I know it very well. well I fucking okay. worked in a video store, and they were very popular. Right, um, but they treated anyway, their workers um, like shit. I will. I will stay. I will say, the original Wayne's World does have a special place in my heart because you know, like I said, I was 14, and then when I went to see it. The place was packed with teenagers. It's kind of like when I saw um, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. It was packed with teenagers. They're all kids from my school. It was just an awesome experience. Um, and by the way, shouts out, Christine Applegate is in that movie, Kelly Bundy. It all goes back to the Bundys. Everything always does. Um, but, yeah, I, no, I, I, I have a special. The dishes are done, dude. I have a, the dishes are done, man. I, I've got a special place in my heart for Wayne's World because of that. It's like a piece of my childhood. It's a, it's a part of Gen X. It's one of the quintessential Gen X movies. But that said, I haven't watched it um, in 20 years. I, oh, oh, here it comes. Here comes his toy, his action figure. But I haven't watched it in 20 years. I have no plans to, to, like, to watch it. I was considering rewatching it before doing the show. But I didn't get around to it. I've, I'm kind of busy with uh, this whole uh, I need to have surgery thing. So I haven't watched it. <laughs> and uh, uh, But, like, I own the Bill and Ted movies. I don't own either Wayne's World movie. Uh, I, well, I listen you do to now, Bill dude. And... Check your mailbox because so... they're right down well, there waiting for you. You're giving me Nick P's fucking uh, password? Is that what it is? No, dude. I was sending you physical copies of the movies the blu-rays with oh you're on amazon right now scenes. you're on amazon no i right they're in your mailbox but you know what i'm resending that offer and i'm not gonna give you nick p's fucking password to his voodoo well, account. i don't want it just because the joke because cool. it is not a joke Trust it's me. for real do you know how many people i've given that password out to since this this is the 10th show well then you're promoting 10 piracy. people you're promoting my, piracy you're piracy. promoting literacy I am promoting literacy. Exactly. <laughs> I want everyone to read Ghost Dad. That should have been our book of the week. Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Throw another shrimp on the bobby. Oh, God. Ghost Dad. Oh, God. Ghost what Dad. if that was the that catch was... line for Ghost Dad? Throw <laughs> another shrimp on the barbie. Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad. Randomly. Well, you know. Um, I don't know if we have, even have time anymore, but we were but, going to uh, originally we were going to go for we were going to do the reading from Bill and Ted, right. and then we were going to talk about the fact that it's a novelization, mm -hmm. uh, and we were going to talk a little bit about that. Do you want to talk about that, or, or are we running too long? No, we're not running long. Okay, we talk about that. But do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about it? You, you know you I want to talk about, about it. it. All right. Well, let's do it then. 
All right. So without further ado, our next topic is one, two, three, four. Novelizations. Novelizations of movies. Right. That and this is not like this is not books that came out and then they made a movie about them. This is about a movie that's out there and they release a novelization version of that movie. It's basically like more merchandise for the movie. No, a, a book that becomes a movie is an adaptation. A movie comes out and they write a book to go along with it. They hire some schmo, some some writer who would rather be doing something better like like you and me. Uh, they, they hire them to do uh, a, a novelization of the movie. And this used to be a big thing, but people used to read. Uh, and, and Americans don't do that as much anymore, sadly. Um, so you don't see them. You don't see these as often as you used to. But... The fact that there was a Ghost Dad novelization will show you there was a fucking novelization for everything. Everything. Back then, yeah. And I, I, like, the way I found them all was through, like, the scholastic book order things from school. Like, where they give you the the sheet where you order book. Did you have that? On your oh, school? I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, like, I, just, I was just poor as we okay and we remember i was richie rich so i was throwing these so you quarters got them all. you got every single and uh i yeah. i gotta catch them all but that was the only like uh the only novelizations that i remember like they were always for popular movies were always mm-hmm. in those scholastic book mm-hmm. uh book fair fucking things that came out for your english class every month um but other than that like but that was how they were huge that's I got my books from a kids. little place called the library. The library, because um, it was it was free. Um, hey, dude, look, you know, I... <laughs> I'm not. I'm sorry, I can't hear you because over the, of, over the sound of gold. Three jobs to buy me all the Calvin and Hobbes books <laughs> that I wanted. I I couldn't hear you over the sound of the gold coins jangling in your pockets. Oh, sorry. Let me uh, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, I gotta go swim. <laughs> some, I gotta go swim in my vault later. So it's just gonna go swim. Oh god, no, I was I wasn't that destitute. I I was able to buy a book once in a while, but not. I never got any from that catalog. I didn't have money that's for it. Where I found most of them, like as a kid, especially. Where, that's how you get Ghost Dad and you're Back just, to the Future. You just found them in the street. Yeah, they were just. I mean, that's why you need to learn from us kids, because you don't need to learn on the streets like we did. No, you you, should, you deserve better. You deserve your to your own copy of Ghost Dad the novel. You deserve way better than your own copy. Yes, you do. Um, so uh, yeah, I did have a couple. I did have a couple of novelizations back in the day, um, and there were a couple that I remember very specifically that I really loved. And they weren't when I was a kid, though. They were when I was like a teenager. And one of them was I had I, – I, I wish I still had it. I, I gave it to Goodwill at some point. I've moved a lot. I've moved up and down the East Coast of this America. This gypsy, right? Uh, well, you can't say that. Oh, Only shit. I can say it. Uh, <laughs> but no, I've moved around a lot because I, I don't like staying in one place. I don't like people knowing me. I like being a stranger. So um, I, uh, I, I, I gave away a lot of books and things I, to Goodwill. Uh, so I got rid of it, but I used to have the novelization of Natural Born Killers, and uh, and I I really liked it a lot. I was so, like, because I was so into that movie when it came out. Now I think it's trash, but I really liked it at the time. Um, and uh, I think it's trash because 
it defeated its own purpose. The purpose of the movie was like to the original intent of the movie was to show how like TV and media, like how it glorified killers and it made us fascinated with them. But the movie like so celebrated those two killers, like that it made you fans of them. So it kind of defeated the whole purpose. Yeah. It lost the, uh, yeah, it lost it. Yeah, it lost its own message. Like it's like it glorified the killers of the movie, um, which is fine. But given the fact that they were trying to do the opposite, it, it it ruins it. But I really liked it at the time, and I had that novelization, and I had um, I had some other ones way back in the day. But my memory of them is is really foggy. Uh, the only one that I have now is Halloween Four of all things. I have the novelization of Halloween 4. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually a reprint, <laughs> which is even funnier. Because, uh, you know, horror fans are obsessive and they're collectors. And uh, Halloween 4 went out of print and there was a demand for it. So the guy who wrote it, uh, his name's like Nick Polawanowski or something like that. Some some complicated name. He, um, he uh, like, ended up doing conventions and stuff. And people wanted the book. And so he managed to get the rights back to it and, and self-published it. And the one I have, like, it, it's, you know, a reprint. And it's, it's still, like, it's so filled with errors. It's so uh, poorly produced. But, yeah. uh, but I'm so happy to get it, dude, because Halloween 4 is my favorite of the sequels. I think I've talked about it before on the show. Uh, but I was so happy to get it just because of that. And so I still have that one. And I'm pretty sure that's the only novelization I still have. But you, sir... Have a I have a, I have a few. It's just from that. We, if you go back to our collector nerd fucking episode, or talking about collecting nerdy shit, mm-hmm. uh, I I collect things. Um, and I actually got this was something uh, that I actually picked oh, up, dude. Uh, which is the Nightmare on Elm Street novelizations of Part Four and Five. Wow, dude. And uh, you know, as we know, John Skip, our buddy, yeah. wrote is one of the writers of part five and how we, you know, got yanked from the screenplay and how it got yanked from him and changed and all that shit. But, uh, yeah, this is like, it's, this is like, this is an example of the things that people chase. Like Halloween, like Halloween three novelization. Good luck. You're going to pay like 50 bucks upwards of for it right now. And the Friday 13th, like the first couple of Friday 13th ones, they're insane. Yeah. Right. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. So these are like, just from a collector's point of view, like this one is my most prized, uh, just because I think it's very cool. And I can see you have it like wrapped in mylar. Yeah. It's it's in its own bat. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've, I only have a couple of books that are in, in actual mylar. Like they were, Mm -hmm comic books this one and i have an old ass fucking english horror collection that's in my lar that i got but like i also uh speaking of how awful uh the every other halloween is besides part four um the new one that came out that we both hate uh i bought the novelization of that just because when it came out because i was like man i'm just gonna buy this just in case Dude, and I, so I hate it. That. It's such an awful fucking movie, but Terrible I have movie. the fucking novelization of it. It's so funny you mentioned that because I was going to mention that because I was at Barnes you and got Noble. Got it too? No, fuck no, I ain't buying that. Oh. But I was at Barnes and Noble and I saw it. Um, you know, it was like a year ago or something, and I saw it and and I remember that very clearly because I was like, they still make novelizations. I was really surprised. I was genuinely surprised. You know, I thought that was a thing of the past. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Well, I own it, dude. Believe it. 
Believe well, I, I don't know why you would buy a novelization of a movie that you hate, uh, that a movie that shouldn't exist because it's so bad. But I bought it like pre, like, you know, I hadn't seen it. It was Before like, oh, yeah, now. like I'm going to fucking go see this movie. It's going to be rad. I'm going to buy this novelization. So I have it just right. in case. Well, like, I'm, I'm surprised. So that's also thought... from a collecting point of view. That sure. I that but I'm surprised you thought that that movie would be good. <laughs> I'm like, like, they have not made a good Halloween movie since the 80s. Like they've all been terrible. Like it's over. It's been over for a long time. I'm full of hope. I'm not. A, I'm not full of hope to see the next one that they make. God no. The, even the title is stupid. Halloween kills. That's such a stupid title. What does it kill? What are we killing? Halloween kills. It's such a dumb title. It's so infantile. It's it's like such a childish. Like it's like if a teenager named it Halloween kills. It's like what a dumb, uninspired name. You know. Well, I mean, and we are definitely not going to be sponsored by Halloween. Uh, the, and our it, and our and our books are never going to be turned into a film by Blumhouse, which is which is sad. Well, I certainly hope that does happen, but I would just, love for that to happen. But of course, I would love for I want that to happen. So maybe we should edit this entire thing out. You know what? <laughs> we need to stand in our truth, and I think no, no. That. A lot of people like a lot of people like. Is Blumhouse produced? A producer on that? Yeah, yeah, they made those movies. Yeah, they made both of those. Yeah, the new Halloweens, absolutely. Ah, well, I don't like those. I, I don't, don't either. I don't either. And but, but a lot I of like a lot, a lot of Blumhouse like stuff, it. though. Uh, me too. No, Blumhouse makes excellent stuff. That Hulu series that they have, that like they have a horror movie that comes out every month, um, yeah. that's based on a holiday in that month, is a fucking <clears throat> pretty cool ass series. I forget what it's called, like In the to the Dark or something like that. Uh, but called. yeah, they really well. I mean, every great, you know, they made a misstep with Halloween, and the the next one that they're about to make a misstep. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people really like them. A lot of people really liked it. They thought it was a return to form. I thought it was horrible. Uh, Heavy handed. It's really, really bad in many ways. I don't want to get in. That's a whole other show. That's but a different uh, show that we'll save for October. But 30th. as bad as it is, it's better than those fucking Rob Zombie things. Jesus Christ. Okay. Fucking garbage. The worst. Anyway, um <laughs> worst. Um what? Anyway, um novelizations was the topic, but I don't I, I can't remember like a lot of the ones I had as a kid, but I did have other ones. I but, have Back to the Future three for some reason. <laughs> for some I, reason. I have Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Those were the ones I could find when I was looking yeah. for the Bill and Ted one. Yeah. Uh I have the Halloween one. Um, whoa, whoa, you have... Oh, okay. I thought you meant you had the original. I was like, wow, you can get oh, a lot of money I for wish. that. I wish. Yeah. No, I wish. Um, but they are, like, they're as funny and, you know, as we're saying, like, and stupid as they are. Like, some of them are fucking hard. Like, hardcore people want... They're, collect they're, they're collectibles, like you said. For people that love Halloween or, or Freddy Krueger, they're, they're collectibles. But, like, they're the... They're, like... Doesn't make the them most, good. They're not. They're trash. They're absolute trash fiction. It's like... Like, of all the things you would read, really, you're going to read a book that's based on a movie and you already saw the movie. You're going to read a novelization of the movie. What a stupid waste of time. There's all these, you know, books that you could read. There's all these great things out there. I'm like, really? You haven't read Beloved by Toni Morrison, but you're going to sit there and read Nightmare on Elm Street 4, the novelization? What the fuck's the matter with you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, how much time do you have, first of all? Second of all, yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's more of a, a child dish thing i mean as childish it as is. i am like i think that that's what these were originally directed 
too, because I remember, like I, I was saying before, in my you know rich people school that I went to, where we had the Scholastic right. Book Order. Well, that you went was where to Harv I was Junior. I went to Harv Junior. Uh, and like, but that was like when I was excited about them. I was like, oh shit, Ninja Turtles has a fucking book. I'm right, ordering. Right. Like, right, that's right. when you're excited about these things. Yes. But then it, like, it, you know, if we go forward through the perversion of collection and all that kind of stuff that we've talked about in another episode, that's very boring, according to Chris. You understand why people collect these. Yes. And to be fair, I did a whole episode with you on collecting. Yeah. I I'm just, just wouldn't, a hard time. I just wouldn't listen to other people talking about it. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to listen to two people talking about collecting, it might as well be us. It should be us. should be us because otherwise you're wasting your time. You might as well be reading a novelization of the new Halloween movie. I mean, who else has a signed Al Bundy football? You do, dude. You have but, it. Well, I'm saying who else has that and also has a podcast? Who has access to these things? You, uh, us. We, we do. You know, yeah. we, we do. We do. We are the but... stone cutters. But yeah, these these novelizations are true. I, I really truly believe they are just made for children. Uh, originally, they're, they're just made a for hair, children. They're just uh, a like, hair above, uh, like fan fiction. You know? What 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 serious movies had at a, like what was like a fucking None, dude. Devil's Advocate? Was there a adaptation? I mean, what? Serious... Well, no, they probably did have one for that, but like, but no, like serious movies, no, like. No, there was no novelization of Schindler's List or something that I know of, but there, you know, there may have well been because there was a novelization for everything back then. But now, now there's not, and and which is probably a good thing. But uh, but they are they're they're kind of like reading fan fiction. It's kind, but there's also there's a lot of like fan fiction stuff that's out there too. Like look at all the Star Wars books that out there that are out there that aren't novelizations of the movies. They're just stories that happen to have. Star Wars characters, and it's just brain dead trash fiction, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like you know, people can enjoy it, and they can read it if they love Boba Fett. They can read short stories about Boba Fett. Whatever, it's fine. Well, a, a lot of that is affect like affects the canon of something like Star Wars, where like only some of them are accepted within the canon of you know. Well, the the movies I don't like Star Wars. Look, I'm not a Star Wars. Guy. I'm not either. But but I'm like, just saying I love, that like, I love Star Wars when I was a kid, but. Anything after Return of the Jedi, I don't give a shit. I don't you know, even know. Those movies, cares. and I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but those movies to me are kids' movies. Like, and I loved them as a kid, and as an adult, I don't care about the rest of it. Um, uh, but uh, but there, you know, there there there's a lot of the, those Star Star Wars, Star Trek. Like, they have a lot of like fiction books, and they're not necessarily like they're not acknowledged by the movies, and that's fine. They're not really supposed to be. They're just like little side stories, almost like what if stories, uh, you know, about the characters ah, that are, are watches from that the watcher. They're, but they're from that universe, you know, and that's fine. Like like that's kind of like relaxing brain dead reading you know and and i have nothing against it uh but i do think i guess i do have something against it because i do think like if you're going to read if you're going to commit to reading a book there's so many great things you could be reading why are you wasting your time reading nonsense like trash trash fiction um stories or um novelizations you know like we were saying even if the movie's great why are you reading a novelization why was this a thing hey. 
here's my rebuttal. At least you're reading. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. that. That's where it comes in. Like at least, like I, I don't care if you're reading Twilight. Right. Sparkling right. those vampires. I don't care if you're reading this. At least Nightmare on Elm Street. That's kind of what I was reading. saying. That, that's why. No, I know what you're saying. I know no, what you're no, saying. Was, I'm not I trying was, to like. This is not a gotcha moment. No, I'm just that's, saying, that's what like, I was with, saying. I, I like. There's nothing wrong with reading trash fiction because at least they're reading. But if you're going to commit why? to reading, why not make it something worthwhile? Yeah. And this could be the bridge into that for some people. It could be, and and that's the saving grace. You know, like maybe you you're like you're growing up and you read, you know, uh, the novelization of Friday Thirteenth Three in three D, <laughs> and, uh, and and, that, and you're scared and you to read, death. And then you read Stephen King after that, and then re- you read Clive Barker, and like on and on, and then eventually you read Christopher Triano and, and John Wayne Caminale, and then then you realize what what true literary excellence is. <laughs> and then you and then you kill yourself. Well, because it's not well, going to get any better. We'll You've peaked. That out. Your life has peaked. <laughs> you have peaked. Now you won't kill yourself as long as we're still alive, because we're still going to be pumping out books. Yeah, we're going to be definitely pumping them so out. You live, station. You so live for that. I'm uh, currently working on a novelization of uh, the movie uh, Day After Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat or whatever that is, uh, where Tom Cruise keeps dying but coming back. Uh, I'm making it that's, very that's hilarious. That's Quantum Leap, right? No, Quantum Leap is definitely <laughs> yes. different. Dude, I love Quantum Leap. Did you, you ever watch that show? No, I know. We mentioned this on the show before. We mentioned that's this on this show. It's a different no, show. Quantum Leap was a, was a, was a very, good, very good show. No, absolutely. Edge of Tomorrow, that's what the movie is called. And okay. it's it's like one of those movies where Tom Cruise keeps dying but starting over and like he's trying to figure out how to not die throughout the scenario. Mm. Uh, Maybe Scientology can help. Because him. he's caught. Oh, dude. Spoiler alert, dude. <laughs> LRH shows up in the third act and yep. makes everything better. Everything's but, better. Everything's better with LRH, isn't it? I guess. I guess so. L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well, what do you think? We've definitely think... not talked about Wayne's World very much, or I don't even know adaptations, but no, that was did. fine. We that did. We talked, no, we talked about Wayne's World, and we talked about Bill and Ted. This movie has gone off the rails. A podcast has gone off the rails, and it's in a good way. Yeah, it was a little sloppy. Um, no. But, <laughs> but uh, no, we talked about the things we wanted to talk about. We wanted to talk about Bill and Ted and Wayne's World, and we did. I mean, I don't know that there's much more to say about them, except that they were funny movies, and they were like they encapsulate a certain point in time. Um, you know, like the the metalhead uh, buddy economy comedy thing is kind of gone, except. Uh, I did see that they are resurrecting Beavis and Butthead. That there's going to be a, a revival of that. No, they are. They're like there's going to be a revival of that. Uh, not to get off on it too much, but I was never really into Beavis and Butthead. Were you? I was not allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead, but when I could watch it, I did. Uh, but it had like, uh, I mean, I don't know. It was like music video. It was like very, yes, uh, yes. it was very like uh, non-linear, you know. But that, was... That was like, that's a very true. And I'm, and that was what I liked about it is I would like, I didn't have MTV. My dad, you know, blocked it 
uh, when we were kids because my sister was caught watching Madonna's Vogue and he got all pissed off and so he blocked it. Even though very that guy, sexy video. Even though that guy like cursed like a sailor and rented porn all the time, like he absolutely was not like like was really mad that, that like Madonna had a sexy video, uh, so he blocked MTV. Uh, but like I would be at my grandmother's house or other places and I would see Beavers and Butthead. And I thought the I thought that the show was super annoying, like the uh, 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 constantly, like it was just annoying. It wasn't funny to me, and like all their skits were really stupid. Like I am Cornholio, like it, it was it was really annoying to me. But they showed all these videos that MTV normally wouldn't show. Yeah, they showed all the of thing. these. They showed like they showed Death, like the band Death, who I love. They showed them like yes, that's how. Yes, yes, Chuck yes. is gone. Um, you're actually off. right on that one. I know I'm fucking right, man. For once, you're 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 saying rest in peace to someone who's actually dead. He's uh, dead. He's dead, and he's in a band called Death. Yes, ironically. Um, it's not ironic. But uh, but like they they like showed like all of these bands that weren't well known, that weren't big and successful. So that was cool about the show. But like the characters themselves, I don't give a fuck. I never cared, even as a teenager. And then they had like a fucking movie. I never fucking saw it. Uh, I just I just found them as like the most brain dead, uh, watered down version of what we've been talking about, like the buddy metalheads. Like there's Bill and Ted at the top, Wayne's World just below that, and then like way down is is Beavis and Butthead. My personal opinion. You're and I think that watching Beavis and Butthead is like you know maybe a way for people on the wavelength of. Bill and Ted or Wayne's World to uh, maybe like have a have a laugh at themselves through Mm -hmm. through Beavis and Butthead. Um, They were very much they they were very one note characters. All they wanted to do was get boobs, get laid. Uh, They just sat in front of the TV. They wanted to do nothing else. Um, But I mean, when they got haircuts, their shoulders got some boobs touched their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Well, they got haircuts. And I remember that. And uh, Well, but... I will say that Mike Judge, who created Beavis and Butthead, yeah. went on to do some stuff that I really loved. Like, I love King of the Hill. King of the Hills. I live in, I live close to King you of the Hill. You live in Texas, yeah. Um, he went on to do that show, and I fucking love that show. That was a great, great show. And, but, uh, but Hank Hill was a, adapted from a character from Beavis and from Butthead. From Beavis and Butthead, yeah. In a way, um, he does have like the same voice and everything, uh, but Hank Hill's a very different cal- character. He is. Um, he is very different. Um, but uh, Mike Judge did that, and he also did like uh, you know a couple of movies, uh, Office Space, Idiocracy. They're funny movies. Um, but but King of the Hill has a very special place in my heart. You're from Texas, so you relate to it even more. But I really relate to it too because I grew up in the South, and it was very reflective of the South in general. Um, Texas more than anything. I'll, I'll yeah. totally give you that. But um, even even a kid who grew up in Florida like can really relate to that show, uh, and it's 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 a great show. Um, whereas Beavis and Butthead is not like no, it's it's not a great Beavis and Butthead is not a great show. I'm not trying to stick up for no. it. It, it no, definitely doesn't that. hold up like throughout those things. I mean, I no. definitely. I mean, I was not allowed to watch it during its heyday, so I like I said, I had to sneak it. So it wasn't like I was experiencing it in its like right thing like i just remember my like some friends like had turned their fucking shirts but, but inside yeah, but, out or go but home even like so but even but, so like you would watch it like like you've watched it in secret i watched it at other people's houses and i was never impressed by it i was like what's the fuck why is this so popular you get caught up in getting away with something 
uh, I think. Like, and then, but, but, like, still, it wasn't Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted no, is no, like, it wasn't yeah. Bill and Ted. It wasn't even Wayne's World. It wasn't. It was nowhere near those two. Oh, but it, I mean, we can't not give. I mean, it was significant for what it was. Did it something. was it was significant in a certain point in time, but it's. Uh, it was more I was more I got more respect for it because of the videos that they showed than the show itself. One of the videos that they uh, did show of the artists that they showed the videos for was uh, one Rob Zombie at the time when he was in White Zombie. And then he went on to in the movie, uh, he animated the entire like peyote dream sequence that they have in the middle when they're in the desert. Uh, that is completely different animation, completely departure from the movie with his music and stuff going on. I know you don't like Rob Zombie, but you know what? Fuck you, man. No, you know that is another way because I I did like White Zombie. Yeah, it was White I Zombie did. stuff. No, I did like with the White Zombie stuff. I liked it back in the day before it became uh, before they became really successful. I liked I liked White White Zombie. Um, I and those first couple albums I really liked. I don't listen to them so much now, but. Um, no, White Zombie was some good shit. But then Rob Zombie, when he went solo, I didn't really care for. Uh, I thought it was just really trite and juvenile stuff. Uh, and his movies are ab- absolutely horrible. They're like the most immature, lowest common denominator horror nonsense. I really hate those movies. But you know that. Yeah, I do know that. I do know that. Yeah. But this episode is about Wayne's World. Party on. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> But it's really about Bill and Ted because, the, as we've established, they're the superior uh, of all these other incarnations of the metalhead buddy comedy. Do you think there's a novelization for this new one available? Because I'm going to search it as soon as. Dude, if it is, we uh, might have to both buy it. I will buy it, and I will have it signed by Ed O'Neill and sent to me in How my large sack. Dead, according to you. Well, I will have him resurrected because I have yeah, certain yeah. powers of Ouija and and uh, you know, you know, like it's in. I'll my, call like, up Bone Thought Ouija. I will that you're getting my Ed O'Neill football, and you don't give spoilers, dude. You're gonna you're gonna you have the audacity to say to say rest in power when I mentioned his name when he's still alive, like that hurts. Are you watching him on Modern Family, dude? No, Are that show's over. That, show? that show's over. Were you watching it? No, we talked about this already on the show. So, so he's dead. So he's done. So rest no, he up. is not done, and he is not dead. I, like you said it again. This is fucking sacrilege. Roy and Al Bundy. These are our gods. What if we the could fuck get them together, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And what have you done with John Wayne? If we could get the two of them together in a room with us, and set it on fire, I think that that would be the the way we need to do to go. No. No, I would not rob the the world of the majesty that is Roy and. Um, but we get to take them with us. No. You know what, man? I'm not selfish that way. I think like these I... two give so much to the world. We give nothing. <laughs> we give this shitty podcast. They Fine. gave this incredible stuff. No, I oh. would not burn with them. Would you burn without them? I'm gonna burn. That's like. How about we let them out of the room and you and I self? uh, What do you call that? Immolate or effemolate or uh, self-immolation? Yes. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. While they're outside of the room, and they're like, "What's happening?" 
Meanwhile, Only if you apologize for saying for Ed O'Neill was dead. And you say it now. I apologize. Good. For Ed O'Neill. That's, better. That's I better. I apologize that he's left this world. No, and you know what? The show is canceled. The show is over. There I'm is. My will. I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna talk to my lawyer. I'm gonna He's be not... buried. I'm gonna be buried I... in football now. <laughs> you get my Joel Duck salt baseball card, and I'll fucking rob your fucking <laughs> grave, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I read part of your will earlier today. I don't want to spoil it for next week, but. Uh... We're not gonna really gonna go over my will next. Oh, week. we're not. Oh, I thought no, we were. No, no, no. You said to like have, spread the like throw yeah. the your ashes into your eyes of your enemies, which I'm yes. like completely ready all about, dude. I'm that's, like, yeah. that's totally it. This is true. This is true. It's in my fucking legal will, a legal document. I wrote, throw my ashes into the eyes of my enemies. If that's not possible, just spread them around New England mountains. <laughs> And I wrote, don't have a funeral because it's a waste of time. Just just pay tribute to me with some blasting some dancing music and shit. Like the word shit is in my will. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It's going to be great. It's going to be gonna fucking great. Be like, I'm going to be knocking on people's doors with a list. Like <laughs> Janet Sanjin. <laughs> Sarah Kana. <laughs> <laughs> Come with me. <laughs> you just fucking... Decker in the face with fucking just fucking flakes of Triana. Yep. Just uh fucking yeah. Now that's the ultimate Triana hot take. Triana. That's I the guess. ultimate Triana hot take right it there. Will be hot because I will of course have uh them on fire. Yeah, you'll warm them up. Well, yeah, yeah. They're very very hot <laughs> when I the microwave. People, they will. I mean, well, you know, you I know, don't right next will. to your hot pocket. You know, just, oh, just kill don't. two birds in one stone. Well, I'm very efficient. Much like the legendary Married Children episode, Hot Off the Grill, where they lose um, the ashes from Al's grill, and then Kelly, being a, a buffoon, gets the urn from Marcy's, uh, from Marcy's dead aunt and puts it in the fucking grill, and so they're essentially eating ashes of, of and, the and dead. You know, they all get very, like, they're, like, they start spreading the word to everybody in that episode. I'm sorry if you haven't seen this episode, but pause this and go watch and that Go episode. watch Hot Off the Grill, I, season four, fantastic episode. But at the end, they're all, like, bleh, like, spitting right. out their burgers and stuff. I'm like, which sets up the joke for Steve to be like, Mm, yeah, because he hates yeah. his fuck that fucking He's aunt. So sick of hearing about her. Yeah, but it's like, why would you care? Like, especially them, they're starving. They never get food. Right, right. But it's <laughs> but it's like the principle that they like like yeah. they're they're eating burgers that were roasted off of a human being's ashes. You know. So yeah, that episode is fucking hilarious. It's one of their greatest episodes, and it's an episode that takes place takes place on Labor Day. And this is true. This is how sad and lonely I am as a human being. Uh, there's two Labor Day episodes. That they did for the show. There's that one, and there's another one called "We'll Follow the Sun," which yeah, where they drive and they're stuck like in traffic, right? right? Yeah, on the highway. It's called "We'll Follow the Sun," and it's it's, one is season four, one is season six. I know this from memory. This is not in notes. I'm just that big of a nerd, Uh, and I watch those two episodes every Labor Day weekend, every single time. It's kind of like people watching Christmas movies, like at Christmas time, they have their ones that they watch every time. Every Labor Day, I watch those two, every time. I also picture you like uh, roping off the area around your couch, like when Alex Bunch goes <laughs> on vacation. vacation. Yeah, and no one can talk to him. No, or he's I'm like going to New York via Escape from New York. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in the plane and shit. Yep, yep, yep. Like that's you, but nobody's no, in it. it is. To, but no to one's in my house. No. Off of it, like 
Don't worry. As we've established, I'm a sad, lonely man. I like there's no one in my house. I don't need to rope it off, but I do anyway. Should you? I should. Velvet rope. Yeah, yeah. Velvet rope tour, dude. (laughs) Miss Jackson, if you're an happy. I don't know, man. I think we might need to reel it in. I think point. it's. I think it's over. Um, I think it's over. Not just, just the show. I think. I think. I think. I think life, whole, as we know, it is over. I, yeah, we're done. Like we're, we've got we're done, dude. We've an episode, and we die of COVID. That's yep. it. Episode ten. We've we've had enough. This is the tenth episode, which is kind of cool, man. Happy tenth episode. Oh, happy tenth episode, dude. I've sent yeah. you a, uh, you know, a carved engraved thing. You'll get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, a black tenth no. episode. Uh, no. I would, I, I say we call this one our most excellent episode. Well, I will, I will agree to that, sir. Good. All right, it's done. Right. It's done. Hello. Check it out, K R I S. Don't forget, it starts with a K, like kiss. Yep. Chris dot com. Chris, Chris and John Wayne dot com. You can also find me, Christopher Triana dot com. Uh, and uh, Coyote Chris, also with the K, K-O-Y-O-T-E-K-R-I-S on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram under my name, Christopher Triana. You can find Mr. John Wayne Kaminali at John Wayne is Dead uh, on just about every social media uh, and, and internet. That is the name you will find him under. Uh-huh. And JohnWayneIsDead.com. And listen to my other podcast, John Wayne Lied to You, comes out every Monday. And now on Spotify. I got it on Spotify. This, this Spotify now. My other podcast is on Spotify. Yep. So we got all kinds of things. We're, we're all over the place, dude. We're watching you. We're writing the novelization of your life. We are. I'm currently writing the novelization of um, Problem Child, which I'm sure they already had one, but I'm doing it anyway because... I know they have them. <laughs> I'm sure they do, dude. I'm doing it anyway because I haven't seen Problem Child, and I think, I think I'm the one who should write it. I saw Problem Child one and two in the theater, but of that's another podcast. That's, that's a podcast I hope we never do. I hope not. All right, uh, man. well, episode, uh, dude, <laughs> I think that's it. So, um, before we go, I just want to say to all our listeners, be excellent to each other and care- party on, dude. Party on. All right, we'll see you next time. A sphincter says what?